What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. It's freaky, freaky, freaky tales Friday in the building. All right. Ten toes up, gang. Report for duty. It is Friday. Bring the booties and the big booty judies and the cute face and the thick waists. All right, all the young, young, fresh and green. <laughs> we got a great show today. We're going to talk about the proverbial gun to the head, all right, that I guys warn you about in the marriage wheel. All right, the marriage wheel, we talk about the proverbial gun to the head when you get to the point of the marriage where they can pull the bait and switch, and they dictate, dictate what they're going to do or what they're not going to do. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. In this week's episode, it was last week, it was Tom Brady and Giselle pulling the, you better retire or else, all right? Kevin Costner's wife is pulling the, Giselle, you better quit the series Yellowstone or else. Mm. Man, she's like, yo, I'm out of here. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Wow. Marriage in the building. We're still talking about marriage. There's men that want us to stop talking about marriage because have you ever noticed when you putting fire on that ass, when you heating it up, all right, when you actually turning up the heat and telling people to be responsible and accountable, all right, you're trying to change the laws in your mind. Shout out to Mr. Palmer. You're trying to change the marital laws. You're telling men to abstain from marriage because not because you're a heathen out here, although we are on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Not to become a heathen, but to change the marital law so that they're advantageous to both men and women. We're trying to bring equality to the table. And they're like, nope, no, 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 no. We ain't changing no damn marital laws. Just get married. Nope. All right. Now this conversation is popular. Guess what? Floyd Mayweather's out here like, yo, marriage, hell no. <laughs> marriage, hell no. You got a lot of men learning here. Now, here's the thing. You guys read my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. I tell you, you build yourself up first. Then you decide if marriage is for you. Don't do it in reverse because you're going to get screwed. Okay, you're going to get screwed on it. Then most likely when you built yourself up, you might find out the, that the junior college is Liddy. The junior college is Liddy for me right now. I'm just letting you know. Okay, freshman orientate. Dude, I'm like this. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> I'm you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Orientation has been fantastic, right? Orientation has been great. Sometimes it's a little, uh, and I get tired of it. But freshman orientation been fantastic, man. I've been taking, I've been taking enrollment like crazy. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. All right, man. But look, you might find out that freshman orientation, sophomore graduation is just the way to go. And so Floyd knows, man, he's like, man, I ain't getting married no time soon. But the problem is people look at a person like Floyd and say, you would benefit from marriage. And he's been probably getting barraged by it. By, by the way, Floyd, I know you watch my show. All right. All milk duds watch each other. <laughs> all right. And so your milk dud head ass, I know you watching me. And by the way, I don't want the fisticuffs. I don't want no smoke. All right. But listen. I know people watching my show and watching shows like this because guess what? We're blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. And the reality is most of the people that get into these relationships, I know it feels good. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to ruin your feeling here. 
because you ain't got no feeling inside anyway. But I'm not trying to ruin your feelings here. Relationships are great, right? You know what I mean? They're great. It feels good. But they end. They end, man. It is what it is. Just know it's coming to an end, a crashing halt. And even if it ends, and if my computer turns off, it is what it is. But even if it ends, right, just appreciate the time that you shared with the woman. Ladies, I appreciate the time that you share with a brother like me. I'm always very respectful. If you give me your body and I give you some time and some money. I got money. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm never disrespectful. I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? But then when you try to leverage it and play games, I'll be like, it's time to go. But I'm always respectful of you. I'm not going to diss you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you high and dry like that. I'll give you a parting gift. Don't come back like a damn parasite, though, and crawl in here thinking I owe you extra. Now you have to listen to me for hours on end. Hold up. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Now that I gave you a little bit of peace leave, you must listen to me, deal with my up and down emotions, move me in. You know what I mean? Support me, pay for everything. Now, take this bowl of jasmine rice and this fistful of 20s. I'm going to paste it to your forehead while I skied it and then tell you to go home. It's time to go home. We, you've worn out your welcome. You've worn out your welcome. I'll take you home. I'll tuck you in the bed. Okay, I'll tuck you in the bed. I'll give you a binky pacifier. Shut up. Time to go back to the grid. All right. I'll pet your hair, whatever you want. All right. Are we good here? Everything be everybody. You feel good about the last night. We're good. Okay. Get the hell up out of here. I don't got no time for this shit. All right. Anyway, man. Anyway, we got some super chats. Uh, there's the topic scrolling across the screen. We got some great topics, man. Remember, my show is three hours in the morning and I had some Internet trouble, man. I tell you, man. I had some internet trouble last night trying to hop on. It was a mess. My whole cable system went down. They said, I don't know what they were trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, to Super Chat, you got to go over to the Notorious CGA channel over there. Yes, you got to go over to the Notorious CGA channel, the Super Chat. I know I got a lot of new viewers recently, so do me a favor. Hit the like button. Okay, a lot of new people came over, not a lot, a lot, but new people have come over. They started watching my show. They seen the showdown at the SOS cast, Valuetainment. Appreciate them for bring, bringing me over there and allowing me to get on my business. You know what? We got a couple more agencies that have been watching me. They've been watching me. New, 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 new world order. All right, they've been watching the brother over here, but uh, we got them. So do me a favor, hit the like button so more people can come over and see this show. They may not be interested, but the information that you're going to get here is worth it. Notorious CGA channel for the Super Chats. And then dollar sign CGA Live for the Cash App. PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. It is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And, and as well, you have Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. All right, let's get to business. People are like, why you got all of these places? You know, you're like, why you got all of these places to send money? Because new, 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 new world order. <laughs> Dude, they be after me. Meanwhile, everybody else channel take it off. Demonetized. Demonetized. People don't really understand that. So let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Do our monologue and then we'll get to business. We got like five subject matters to cover here. Winner is here. The barbarian is at the gate. So let's go over to the super chats right here. I got to go over to this screen right here. I'm running three screens again. 
All right, we got um, Albert Wesker says modern marriage is basically a hostage situation. Modern marriage is basically a hostage situation. Not, not for women. Women are like, this is reprehensible. Don't you worry about love? Don't you not want to be bitter? Don't you want to be, you don't want to be lonely? These are all things they care about. I just want peace, quiet, and freedom. Can you assure me of that? All right, that's all I want. I just want peace. I don't want to argue with you. Women be like, you want to have a debate and a conversation? You mean an argument? I don't want to have no. I don't want to communicate. And communication is you telling me what where I'm wrong and where you're right. All right, my communication is this. <laughs> my Oh, the Raiders helmet is behind the mic. You just can't see it. Um, my communication is this. This is what I want to get done. All right, do you understand? Yes or no? Okay, got it. All right. Don't you want long conversations? Hell no. <laughs> but once you get into your 25 years of marriage, you're a hostage. Blink twice if you need help. All right. Shout out to Red Dirt Elephants in the building. What? Winter is here. She broke cold and wants a man. The soft girl phase is in effect. Happy Friday, coach. And they know how to get you. They be like, don't you want to be? Don't you want to make it last forever, ever? Don't you want me? They be having their eyes all glistening and gleaming, batting their eyelashes. Don't you want to have it? Don't you want me forever? Nope. No, nah, I just want you for a little bit of a time, all right? And then find something else to do with yourself. <laughs> all right. She'd be like, oh, don't you believe don't you believe in love? All right, where are we at here? Shout out to him. He says, uh, oh, by the way, dude, winner is here. Yes, the barbarian is at the gate. Shout out to KS. Well, we say the barbarian is at the gate. This is crazy. Yeah, my man MJ said only for one night. We be pulling that Luther Vandross on y'all. We be like, let me hold you tight. If only for one night. Let me keep you near to ease away your fears. I'll be at your side, but only for one night. Yeah, 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 but only for one night. Yeah, only one for <laughs> that's big Luther. That's big Luther. You know, Jerry curl, curl, cake curl too tight. Just right, Luther. All right. That's big Luther. All right. Anyway, sorry for singing so early in the morning, but my voice is warmed up. All right. Only for one night, ladies. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Rational Rationality says he had a good time at the junior college. All right. Anyway, uh, shout out. To, I can't say exactly what you said because, yeah, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, shout out to Clarence Gasser says, what's up, coach? Yellowstone is one of my favorite shows. I guess this is going to be his last season. LOL. These chicks are dream killers. Stay focused, coach gang. Take me out with the Kaylee. Uh-oh, man, we already doing this? All right. Hold on for a second. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Y'all brothers know y'all love y'all a Kaylee. All right. One of them plain Jane. Y'all love y'all a Kaylee. 
All right, shout out to Warhammer. He says, today is my Thursday. Looking good. He says, feeling good. Looking good. Feeling good, men. He says, save yourself from these 304s. Free agent for life. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Leaf. He says, happy belated, coach. He says, wish you health, peace, and blessings. Much respect. I love uh, peace. Yes. Can be. CGA started a feces descent into madness, and it's been a glorious to watch. Shout out to the coach gang, man. I tell you, bro, man, my man's going. He's a little unhinged. I think he's going to have to take a break. You know what I mean? You just don't realize that you're a little manic. You're like, oh, man, you know, his wife's trying to calm him down. Oh, easy, baby. He's, it's okay. CGA whipped your ass into the rope, and he clotheslined you. It's all right. Okay, it's all right. And then the coach gang came and stomped you out. It's okay. Then he went over to Pearly. <laughs> tried to whip her into the ropes. He was like, all right, I'll beat up on the girl now. <laughs> he went over there to beat up on the girl. He was like, I'm going to beat up on her. And she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man, now he at home licking his wounds. His wife is like, it's all right. We have a marital contract. We'll be good. Nope. <laughs> as long as we have this marital contract for the next 50, 11 years, we'll be fine. I stood over his ass was like throw that elbow padded to the damn audience crisscross <laughs> oh man shout out to schedule P he says small donation for my favorite African American over here oh, look at my African American over here look at him are you the greatest you know what I'm talking about it's it's not fun it um just to his defense it's not fun to be seen as the crazy one because when I was doing content, when I was doing this, when it was kind of, you know, not even popular to do this content, now it's popular. People blowing up, women blowing up here. But but now when it wasn't popular, it wasn't easy for people to be like, damn, you crazy. Am I really crazy? Now what we're saying is pretty much, uh, you know, a society is adapting to. Now we can see the evidence that people actually believe what we believe now. Right. But now he's on the other side of that where he was like, I'm going to just teach men to love women. And throw caution to the wind and just hope. You know what I mean? And now he sound like a moron. You're like, what? Throw caution to the wind. Are you an idiot? Do you know about these marital laws? He's like, forget about those marital laws. Forget it. Love. We need to rebuild the community. One step daddy at a time. He's like, everybody's like, are you serious, Ninja? Yeah, he sound crazy now because we revealed, we pulled, we revealed what was up under that skirt. We went and marched down the yellow brick road and we saw, we peeled back that curtain. And then you saw that little goofy ass wizard back there. Yeah. Now, now you can't believe the bullshit. All right. Shout out to, uh, oh, shout out to Lord Larry Leisure in the building. He says, uh, New York Liberty women's team, they have a hand Jew who is a six foot freaking 10 and can't dunk. Okay. They have a player who can't dunk. And the reason why they lost the first round of the playoffs. Watched them at Barclay and couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah, we talked about the WNBA the other day, uh, Mister Mister. We won't. I don't. I don't think I can say your name. Okay, but he says, "Morning, Coach. How come you didn't have Mister H? Wait. Oh, how come you didn't ask Mister H? Would he mind if his wife decided she's going to uh, do OnlyFans? Wow, that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting because yeah. And would God be available for the marriage? 
uh, still be available if they she made that decision. Anyway, happy belated birthday, Coach. Thanks for all you do. A lot of people are asking, why didn't I do this with a feast? Why didn't I do that in that debate? And I'm like, shit, I couldn't get a word in. And by the time I got a word in, I had to kind of pick one of the five things he talked about when he went on a rant. Right. So he would go from subject to subject to subject. He was never consistent in his rants. And so they were like, why do you didn't say this? Why you didn't call that out? I'm like, by the time I got the microphone, by the time they pointed to me, it was like, what do you think? I had to pick from five ridiculous things that he talked about. I was like, OK, which one of these five things can I talk about? And I only had like 45 seconds. <laughs> I had like 45 seconds to be like, all right, let me which one. OK, there's no God in marriage. <laughs> shit yeah somebody says i won by so many people when you watch the interview over and over all i did was got in five jabs all right i was like jab 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 i didn't really have to do a whole bunch i just walked his ass around the ring all right anyway man look shout out to uh macaroni tony he says um he has some rap lyrics that I don't understand, but he says that breakdown of the captain save a whole 304 trucker is an instant classic. And in the words of Project Pat, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. And he says, you told us about women and hair ties. That red bone lot lizard. I saw that. Yep. She had three. She had two hair ties on her on her wrist. And he says, um, <laughs> he says a high ground would be ignoring her and parking somewhere else. Not having a dinner with temptation. Yeah, he was tempted by that little little red bone chick. He says, I live in an NBA city downtown to be specific. And I ran into one of the younger players with an IG model, Kaylee, at the pharmacy. Let's just say he wasn't happy. Plan B may have been purchased by him. And I got hemorrhoids, all three of us taking an L. Damn, wow. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a, that's a slippery slope. All right, man, that's a tough time. Wow, wow. Okay, I got a couple more. We'll get into the show. The Real Fit Stylist is in the building. He says, women make up 86% of my delinquent accounts. <laughs> There's just too much here, man. There's just too much. What do we do? Shout out to E.X. He says, yeah, Coach XX's are celibates. $150 to leave. Whatever, whatever your budget is, you can get what you want out here. And ladies, I'm letting you know, if y'all want to change the game, do a close your leg strike. That ain't never going to happen. All right, because we're doing a marriage strike right over here. We're doing a marriage strike. If you wanted to really get control of the dating landscape, close your legs. But that you can't, you ain't putting that cat back in the bag. All right, women are out here selling it, slanging it, giving away for free. They out here doing all of it. It's over. The Bible done told you. The Bible done told y'all. The Bible done told y'all. This is how you get control of the situation. I mean, this is how women get control of marriages. They close their legs. And then they got control of the marriage. If you want control of the dating market, I'm not suggesting this, by the way. I'll just find a new place to buy it. But if you wanted to get control of the marital marketplace and the, the relationship marketplace, close your legs. Shit, it's easy. <laughs> but temptation's gone. Give her the finger. All right, anyway, shout out to... um. Oh, this is the first subject matter right here. We go, oh man, we getting into it. Hold up for a second. Following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Uh, Coach Udama strikes again. Check this out. Somebody sent this, and I actually been doing my investigation on this. 
You guys know that I'm giving you the early indications of what's happening here because I care about you, brothers, and your money. I care about you, brothers. I got money. And you know the digital currency is coming, and you know the Bitcoins and all of these cryptocurrencies, they've been, you know, they've been regulated. Uh, we had two uh, big significant uh, peaks, and now we we're in the cryptocurrency crash. But you can still invest in it. I'm not telling you not to. But you know the central, you know the centralized banks are coming with the CBDC. I warned you that they're coming with this, and I said along with this, there potentially could be, and this is all alleged. It ain't alleged no more. They're actually saying it now. They're saying that essentially they're going to tie a communist China style credit scoring system potentially to this CBDC. Now, this is going to be problematic to you because I said that this was going to happen. You guys haven't done your research. You guys think I'm out in the cloud somewhere, but they're saying it right now. And they're saying that this is the IMF executive. Now, if you don't know who the IMF is, this is all alleged. This is the International Monetary Fund. These people are basically under the umbrella of the um, God damn, what is, why did it slip my mind as I was explaining it? They're under the umbrella of the um, United Nations. Sorry, sometimes words slip my mind. I don't know. I'm getting old. They're under the umbrella of the United Nations. And so the IMF is the International Monetary Fund, and they are going to also be they're located headquarters, Washington, D.C. Wait. New, 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 new world order. Headquarter, IMF headquarters is Washington, D.C. Also, the Fed is actually going to start, as a part of the IMF, is going to start distributing a centralized digital monetary currency, which you call the CBDC. This is probably going to be released early uh, or late this year, early into next year. And it will be a, just a form of currency that will whittle away at the form of currency we have now. They're going to probably have a conjunction of this. We'll have a little bit of cash. We'll have the money in the bank, and then they'll start to distribute or actually put in the CBDC. The younger generations are just going to be like, this is our new V-Bucks. <laughs> this is our new type of coin. And then eventually in 5, 10, 15, 25 years, they'll be having a social credit score related to that. I I'm, I'm just showing you stuff just so you know. Do your own research, though. It says right here, the future of money gearing up for the CBDC, the central bank digital currency. This is February 2022. This is by Kristalina. Uh, uh, she's the IMF managing director. New, 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 new world order. Okay. All right. So I'm not talking conspiracy here. This is this is where we're going. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you something. People are like, this is conspiracy. This is where we're going, bro. It's no secret. So do your own research. But the but the problem many people are gonna have with this is that these people are these people are think that this would be a great idea to attach this social type credit scoring to this essentially penalizing you if you don't have good credit socially standing wise so remember we tell you you think you're just going to get off the plantation hide in the cabin in montana and do what at some particular point we're going to have this as a traditional uh currency and they're going to say well you're you don't have a social media where's your social media where's your fake book account and you'll be like, I don't have a fake book account. Mm. <laughs> well, you need a fake book account to proceed. You need a PayPal account to proceed. And I'm just guessing here at some of the things that they're going to say. So a lot of you guys, remember, we've been talking about social media and social credit scoring. People are like, well, I just won't have a Facebook. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like mm. that will not be allowed. Al allegedly, that, that's not going to fly. They're going to be like, well, you need you, you need this because they're going to need to. They're going to need to uh, they're going to need to monitor you. 
This is what the problem is when Donald Trump was saying, no, we don't want TikTok here because this is how they're going to be able to get involved in what you're doing. They're going to be able to track and trace you. And everybody's like, Donald Trump, you're a party pooper. Well, they're probably going to be like, you don't have a TikTok. You can't proceed. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, wait a minute. What? You can't get no bank loan. You can't get no home. I'm just guessing here. I'm not conspiracy. <laughs> they're, they're putting this out here. It's right here. I'm showing you. I'm showing you. And let's just take it to the extreme. Let's just say you're an Alex Jones, a Candace Owens, a Kanye West, a CGA, a Jordan Peterson. They're going to be like, well, your Facebook rating by based on the society reporting this, because let me just show you something. Let me just show you. I'm just guessing. He says, keep guessing. Um, my Facebook, for example, I'm gonna give you an example. My Facebook business page, Coach Greg Adams, has a rating of like 2.5. All right, it's it's so low that they won't monetize any of my videos. Oh, by the way, shout out to everybody watching on Facebook. I hate <laughs> I won't say I hate Facebook. New, 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 new world order. But my rating on Facebook is low because typically people who like your page don't rate you. It's people who hate your page. So they'll go and all these school moms and Karens will go over there and destroy my page. And they'll go in there, all the commentary, all the ratings are just, oh, he's bitter, he's hurt, and all of this bullshit. With that being said, with that being said, what's going to happen is they're going to say, oh, you want to apply for this home loan? This is alleged. This is just guessing. Oh, you don't want to, you want to apply for this home loan? Well, let me look up your Facebook. Oh, you got a 2.5 rating. Let's see why. Oh, scroll, scroll. Oh, looks like people are not comfortable with the things that you say. Do you see what I'm saying? This is what they're kind to trying to do here. The social credit score will be used and, and, and the ratings will be contributed by people. And they'll say, how do you appear socially? Hmm? I'm going to read just a brief here. The former, it says right here, IMF exec touts the CBDC's programmability in communist China style credit scoring. The former deputy governor of the People's Bank of China is touting a communist China-like approach to the CBDC from a high-level position at the IMF. Remember, we said the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, connected to the United Nations, headquartered in Washington, D.C. And then the Fed also was there, and they're going to uh, push out the CBDC. This is not conspiracy. This is all true. This is all facts. Okay? And um, let me go down here. I'm going to scroll down here. Since, uh, speaking at a high-level roundtable on CBDC in Washington, D.C., on Friday this week, the IMF Deputy Managing Director and former People's Bank of China, Deputy Governor Mr. Boley, said he believed that the CBDC programmability could improve financial inclusion. It's right here. He also explained how institutions could take advantage of CBDC transactional data by following the model of Communist China, where, quote, Non-traditional data can be very useful for financial service providers to give me a credit score. Mm. <laughs> All right. Scrolling down here and I'll probably I'll leave a link here in the description box of what's going on right here. OK, I'll give a description. By, oh, by the way, and it says right here, this woman, this woman here says, uh, quote, privacy and anonymity, privacy and anonymity are tricky issues. But it's worth it to sacrifice a little privacy for security. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. 
Anybody hear that noise? There's a noise going on in my head here, in my headset. Um, there's another quote that I wanted to read right here. The digital currency electronic payment system will also enable the CCC, uh, CCP to exercise greater control over private transactions. Private transactions. So you can buy something and they can be like, no, nah, we don't want you to buy that. Or they could say you're 10 miles away from home. We told you to stay 10 miles away, uh, 10 miles or less away from your home, but you're 10 miles away uh, further than you need to be. And you try to buy something and they'd be like, nope. You see what I mean? And it says right here, as well as the wield punitive power over Chinese citizens in tandem with the social credit score. Yo, I'm just letting y'all know, man. Now, is this going to be something that they announce? Nope. When I tell you these things, he says normies will love this. Why? Yes, normies are going to love this because they can exercise power over its citizens. It's, it's kind of like when normies get in front of you in traffic and drive slow. And they say, we're going to police your speed here. I have the right to police your speed. Well, if they have, the, it, it would be synonymous as, as of a, a dating app allowing women to rate men on their ability to date, right? Th this is what it is. It's out of control. Now, they're not going to announce this. Anything that I tell you, this is not something that they're going to announce. There's not, not going to be any press conference. They're just going to roll it out. Then they'll have commercials. They'll not have celebrities talk about it, how good it is. And you'll just be like, oh, hell yeah, I'll just join. Oh, it's so easy. Just sign up. And then eventually we adapt to it. That's basically how they do it. So a lot of people say, you know, what you've been telling me is not true. Well, what they do is they drip campaign it. They don't just throw it on top of your head so you notice it and you would be alarmed. They basically just roll it out. Oh, safe, secure. Don't you want protection? Privacy, easy to do transaction. Somebody owes you some money. You could just put the coins over there. They'll play a nice little song for you. Drop the little money on the table. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, it's so easy. It's easier than cash. Oh, it's easy. It's so easy. Five, 10, 15 years later, boom. <laughs> you know what? We're going to put our social credit score and attach to that. And then you'll be like, that sounds like a good idea. Don't you want safety? Don't you want security? Yeah. Don't you want to give up a little privacy? Look, let me let me read the quote again. Let me read the quote again just so you can see what I'm talking about. It says right here, the digital currency electronic payment system will also enable the CCP to exercise greater control over private transactions. Huh? Private transactions. Interesting. That means when I buy something on Amazon, they can decide, no, we don't want you to get it. And then it says as well as, uh, as, well as to wield punitive power over the citizens in tandem with social credit score. This woman says here, privacy and anonymity are tricky issues. Privacy and, an let me see if she could say it so you can see it, you know, because I can't read. So uh, I, I think uh, what we just heard from Bo about. What? It's scoring uh, uh, is a very good example, I think, of um, that different countries has to uh, take different journeys to uh, a, a new kind of world where they serve their society in the best possible way in the, in the digital space. Uh, other countries might kind of find this uh, uh, not the way to go forward. So we all have different preferences. And, and this uh, preference on, on privacy or anonymity is, um, is tricky. Privacy and anonymity is tricky, meaning we don't want you to have any. We don't want you to have any privacy. 
Now, again, she said certain countries will want to be cool with this and certain will not. Normies in certain countries will be cool. Other people that are concerned about their privacy and anonymity, they'll be like, what is this shit? Uh, a lot of people I meet, and I've spoken about this for years now, says that they don't want to have their payments uh, um, kind of distributed yes. in commerce. But they're very happy to have a lot of CCTV cameras because they find uh -huh. it's worth to give up a little bit of privacy to get security. Oh, <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I swear, man. You normies, man. You normies. Remember. You know, Big Brother's watching you. Remember the whole thing about cameras, right? They got to have cameras. I want security. I want to make sure I protect it. So they put cameras everywhere, but they monitor you. I tell you, man, you normies don't know what the hell you're doing, man. I tell you. Then you wonder why they... <laughs> we done, man. We done. Hey, there's no coming back from this. I'm just letting you know. Somebody says she's projecting. The problem with all of this is the more security that you give, right, that you want, the less privacy that you have. And most people are concerned about their privacy. The more we go along with these ideas of, and Thomas Jefferson said it itself, I believe it was Thomas Jefferson, once you trade security and safety um, for privacy, once you trade your privacy for security and safety, you're done. All right, you're done as a country or you're done as a private citizen. I believe in private citizenship. I believe in anonymity. I believe I could just want to coast under the radar. All right, certain people don't. Certain people just want to just put all their business out there. And then when you get to that point, you're wondering why all your business is out there. Well, you you gave that up. You gave up your privacy and anonymity for security. You wanted to feel safe. Anytime you put safety over privacy and anonymity, I think you screwed yourself. It was Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Anyway, let's get off the doom and gloom and give you some happy stuff. All right, let's get back into it. But I always, every show I open up with some of those things just so you know what's coming. And again, they're not going to come and announce it. Kamala Harris is not going to get up there and sniggle and giggle. All right. And say, <laughs> all right, give up all your privacy and anonymity and we're going to give you security. That's not how it works. They just roll it out and say, don't you want safe transactions? Don't you want safety of your money? Sign here. And your dumb ass be over there. Okay, sniggling. <laughs> okay. Let's go to straggle and sniggles. All right, straggling sniggle theater here. Then we'll get to the other super chats. We got a couple of things that we want to share for you. Somebody said, did you, they wanted me to share the link. All right. Uh, you wanted me to share my source information. No, you do your own job here. All right. Anyway, let me share it right there. There it is right there. There it is right there. I put it in the live chat on the on the free agent lifestyle channel. It's not straggling sniggle theater. Let's do it again. <laughs> here we go all right we got straggling sniggle theater man we got some people here and if my computer shuts down and crashes don't worry about it we'll come back up in a few minutes uh single mother raised young boy pee sitting down men all right uh yeah man single mother raised men are a problem in our society they're a problem even two parent home raised men but let's go over to twitter and this is a woman i'm just gonna assume she's a single mother i'm just assuming so you wonder why dudes be emotional out here. You wonder why dudes don't have leadership qualities. You wonder where dudes learn things. Well, most of the damage is done between the ages of three and six. 
And most people are already praying mantis between the ages of three and six. Let's hear how this woman is educating her two boys to communicate with her as a mother and with each other. There's no, um, I don't have any, um, you know, ways to, there's no transcription on this. There's no subtitles, but you just have to put your ignorant ear on. Put your ignorant ear on real quick and listen. My car. Like I give a fuck. Get out of my car, then, bitch. You gotta make me first, bitch. Slap his ass, kill. No. Go on, get his ass. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you either. I ain't scared of your bitch ass. I ain't scared of Maxie. Oh, no. I ain't scared of Maxie or Maurice. Yeah. Oh, he bitch it. I don't give a fuck, ho. He <laughs> not called him. He's not calling us on your pussy ass. <laughs> that why you a police. You a police too, ho? Anybody can pick up that accent. You wonder why ninjas running around like this, bro. <laughs> you wonder why ninjas running around the way they act. Brothers don't come this, become this at age 12 and 13. They become this when they're young and their mothers allow this stuff. They're calling each other a lot of names and it seems to be almost second nature for them, right? It's not like they're reading from a script. They probably can't read. Um, they're very too young to read, right? They're in their pajamas on the way to school. They, by the way, I don't think there's any car seats or anything here. <laughs> All right, but they seem to be programmed with these responses and they're very quick at it. All right, women are very quick at these things too. You know what I mean? You ever fight a woman, you can actually start snapping at her and she know how to snap, right? She know how to come back. Her comebacks are really quick. These guys, young programmed minds, have these snap comebacks similar to uh, ratchet uh, inner city women where they don't know much, but they know how to come back. All right, let me go ahead. Did somebody say in Memphis, we go on Memphis on this one. Somebody said, um, he said, this is reprehensible. These are uh, Atlanta. These are your future young black men that you're going to find a way to blame for destroying society. When they're teenagers, 16, 17, 18, we need to get these young black men to understand they're already done. They're already programmed. Only one of or a few of them out of the hundred of people who have been destroyed as young black men. Well, they could reform themselves. Only a few out of a hundred can reform themselves. They've already been programmed to be doomed terminators, right? They done. <laughs> right? They done. And there ain't a amount, no amount of stepdadding that's going to help this, these two. There's no amount of stepdadding that's going to help these two. They're done. Anyway, com continuing. Call. Don't look like I give a fuck. Get out of my car then, bitch. You got to make me first, bitch. Slap his ass, kill. No. Go on, get his ass. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you either. I ain't scared of your bitch ass. I ain't scared of Maxie. Oh, no. I ain't scared of Maxie or Maurice. Yeah. He bitch it. Now she's niggling in the background. I'm gonna try to even say, let me give them a little bit of a bailout. This could be an auntie or a big sister, could be potentially not the mom. I don't know. I don't know. It could be not the mama. I don't know. But she seems to be proud of what these young boys are becoming. She needs, She seems to be very proud. Very sad commentary on today's society. Uh, new, 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 new world order. 
Wow. Let's get to the next straggling sniggle theater. Oh, we go. You know what? Let's go white. Let's go white. Let's go to the white community because ninjas are already uncomfortable. They sweating. All right. The, it, the ninja double ACP looking at me talking about what I'm doing is reprehensible. Let's look at white people being sniggly and straggly. Uh, this seems to be rehearsed. It seems to be somewhat of a script, but we'll play it anyway. All right. Social media and, and these viral clips, you can't trust them all the time. So let me go ahead and see if I can refresh this. It's kind of more complicated. Like, wait, 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 wait. I'm single. At the okay. So there it is. There's the beginning right here. Uh, sometimes these street interviews, they could be, they could be pro, you know, they could be rehearsed and, and um, scripted. Right. But sometimes the ignorant don't see it. So this woman's going to explain why she's single as of yesterday. And she hooked up with her friend, the friend that she told you not to worry about. Don't worry about him. And the friend's always in the background. So when men get in relationships, they're new to the relationship. She has a friend, either a new or an old friend. She'll say the old friend takes precedent over the boyfriend because he's always been there. Well, if the boyfriend gets insecure or uncomfortable with this type of relationship, he'll be like, you need to get rid of that friend. And she'll say, no, loyal wise, I want to keep the friend and the friend's been here longer than you. So you can't tell me what to do and don't be so controlling and insecure. Well, then she's going to play out who she gets with next after she breaks up with her boyfriend. Let's go ahead and set that up just so you got it. Um, let's play it. Yesterday. So you had a man before yesterday? For two years. I'm not going to lie. I got a dick appointment coming. Well, who? My best friend. You were friends with this guy while you were dating your, your boyfriend? I've been friends with him before I knew my ex, I guess now. I'm so disappointed in you, though. Why? You're going to go your best friend a day after breaking up with your boyfriend that, that means you wanted to your best friend while you were dating your boyfriend it's kind of more complicated like i'm okay so you see that you can see it somewhat uh seems to be scripted or something like that or they rehearsed it i'm not sure but the context is still the same these are kind of like it's kind of like um the thing people worry about where I can't remember what they call it, but people can uh, voice over people or create a voice for somebody in the past and act like it's their voice. I can't remember what they call that. But anyway, um, these people are scripting these things and they put it out on these social media accounts and then people have arguments based on it. OK, and so what they're somebody said, that's not scripted. Uh, what, are, what do they call that? Deep fake. Yes. Sorry. Deep fake. So I think I always believe that some of these things are deep faked, meaning they're scripted and then they put them out there. Then we argue about it and our insecurities are being preyed upon. That's what I'm thinking about. Similar to the guy that says he was going to bring McDonald's for his kid, not the other kids. We found out that that was scripted and fake, but we argued about it because it was real and it preyed upon our insecurity as men and women. So this is another example, in my opinion. So she's saying she's going to, by the way, this happens. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. This happens and men have to deal with this. And women will say, what's wrong with it? You're insecure. You didn't have to worry about him. I was never cheating on him the whole time. But she went over. She slept. Oh, I slept at my best friend's house. No, he doesn't want to sleep with me. Don't worry about it. Right. These type of things. So she's saying there's nothing foul about me hooking up with my best friend after me and my boyfriend broke up which is foul in the terms of, from men's perspective, this is foul. <laughs> this is foul. Let's just say it's not scripted. 
This is what women do. All right, listen. This is what men worry about in the back of their mind in entire relationships, long-term relationships, short-term relationships. This very scenario is what men worry about right here. The guy in the background, the guy in the waiting, the best friend, the homie that I went to school with, the play cousin, the play brother, the uncle. Okay, the dude, the personal trainer, the gym homie, the gym bro. These are what guys worry about. And women will tell young men, young naive men, don't worry about this guy. He's the one you should not worry about. When you break up, that's the first one penetrating your girl. And here it is. She went through the scenario. Let's go ahead and play it. Single as of yesterday. So you had a man before yesterday? For two years. I'm not going to lie. I got a dick appointment coming. Well, who? My best friend. You were friends with this guy while you were dating your, your boyfriend? I've been friends with him before I knew my ex. I so there it is right there. A lot of times she was like, well, these guys, I knew them before you. So don't listen. I'm not dropping them. Well, this is a sign of women keeping men in their orbit. This man has been in my orbit. He's he's just a friend. I know he kind of wants to screw me, but I don't think he would ever cross that line, which is a lie. He will cross that line. She kind of knows it. And she's leading him on just enough. And then eventually, if you break up, she will go back to him. And then you'll be questioning yourself. Were they screwing each other the whole time? Did they start screwing each other when we broke up? Right? And you'll be looking for answers, clutching your pillow at night while she's getting throttled the next day. By the way, most of the time, guys, when you break up with your girl, she getting throttled the next day. In terms of you, you go through a six-month drought. This is what traditional men do, right? This is what men under 30 do. They get rid of all their holes. They get rid of all the holes in his orbit. She says, you can't be friends with her. You can't do this. Blah, 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 blah. You stop going out to the club. She's going to girls' nights out. Soon as you break up, she getting throttled the next day. Toe, ten toes up in the air. Penetrated. She getting ran through. And you at home. Oh, my God. I wonder if she's thinking about me. I miss her. Is she waiting for my phone call? She's waiting for a text. Clutching your pillow. I wish she can wrap me up in her warm embrace. She's probably twiddling her thumbs and learning how to sew. Moonlight hitting you from the sky. Street light. You looking out. Damn. Well, if she's getting throttled. I'm going to have to go back out there and build up my damn rotation. I'm going to go out there and get all these hoes. You jump back on Tinder. You jump back on your Facebook. You jump back on the uh, OnlyFans. You in there trying to build up your whole rotation. And she. <laughs> you just try to get one piece of peace leave. One, you'd be like, perhaps I'll jump back on Tinder and see what's up out there. You'd be like, all right, download it, Tinder. Got a couple of matches. This girl seems, this girl seems promising. <laughs> this girl seems promising right here. Hey, I just got to get out of this drought. I just got to get out of this drought. <laughs> you tear this up. You hopefully tear this up after you done took her, you done took her ass to, you know, Texas Roadhouse. You done paraded her around town for three dates. Finally, the rock has come back to the gorditas. All right. Anyway, you wrestling with her. Meanwhile, she getting your girlfriend five days in a row. 
getting tagged by a dude with muscles, ripped abs. He's way taller than you. He way more handsome than you. Tagged. <laughs> anyway, tell me, hey, dude, tell me I ain't lying. Yes, now. I'm so disappointed in you, though. Why? You're going to go your best friend a day after breaking up with your boyfriend. That means you wanted to your best friend while you were dating your boyfriend. It's kind of more complicated, like... Yeah, it's kind of more complicated, dude. The the dudes, the things that dude's doing to your girl, she's defiling your girl. Anyway, shout out to uh that Latina chick or whoever the hell she is. It's kind of more complicated than that. No, it ain't Kaylee. No, it is not. It's pretty flat down. <laughs> she getting blacked. She getting blacked. All right, a couple. Do we got a couple more straggling sniggles? We got one more. Oh, this one's bad. Ratchet normies are at it again, guys. Oh, and by the way, people are like, you're just talking about the ratchets. This is most of the country. Let's watch this. Uh, there's their straggle here. All right, looking. She's she's got her straggle uniform too. All right. Why would you? I don't get this. What is this thing called? A bonnet? Like, what does this thing do? Somebody tell me what does the bonnet do? I really don't get it. Are you just hiding the fact that your hair is not fixed? I get it. I get that. Or does it like perm your hair while you have it on? Like, does it keep your hair like dry or or moist? I don't I don't know. It keeps your <laughs> it protects your weave. Oh, it protects the weave or the wig. It protects your hair for shower and sleep. Okay, sleep and eat. It's a, okay, you jump in the shower. So what happens when you get out of the shower? What happens when you, you know what I mean? Like you got to go outside. You just keep it on? Like you keep it on because you didn't prepare it. What, what are we doing here? This is like pajama pants to me. And it's always ugly. Like what? what is the decoration of this thing? It's always ugly looking. Like, do not jump in my bed with this ugly-ass hat on. This thing looks like, I mean, it looks like Aunt Jemima's scarf. This looks like some mammy Aunt Jemima scarf. The modern-day modern day Aunt Jemima. All right, so anyway, like, it doesn't do anything for your facial. It actually enhances the, the facial features that you want to minimize. In my, in my opinion, like, her face... You know, your hair frames your face. Your hair frames your face. And sometimes, depending on what your hair is, like if it's naturally curly, it can minimize like this nose. You know what I mean? It can minimize the fact that your eyes are all bugged out, right? But when you put this on, it doesn't, your hair doesn't frame your face and your eyes are bugged out. Mm. And the eyelashes are all popping. She don't have any on. And it makes everything look more, whoa, to me. And how many do you have? Like, I'm just asking. This is just for research purposes only. How many bonnets could you have, right? Do you have five bonnets? Do you wash the bonnet? Does it, is it washable? Can you put it in the dryer? Do you have 511 bonnets? Anyway, let's continue here. I just have questions. Ladies, feel free to chime in. Don't be mad. I know the ladies are watching me. Oh, it's not a volume. All right, she's going to explain something about her baby daddy. Let's continue. Excuse how I look, but y'all, me and my best friend, we have... Oh, on- she opened it up. Excuse how I look. You recorded yourself. Oh, my goodness. Hey, by the way, sometimes you record yourself and go viral, and you ain't even looking right. All right, continue. 
how I look, but y'all, me and my best friend, we had went on a girls' trip to Miami. And you know, when you in Miami, you lit, you wild, you turn. Don't nobody know you. I'm not from down there. So of course I'm lit. I don't want to sound, yeah. They're going to call me all kind of coons if I talk about her. But let's continue. And so, y'all, I'm in the club drunk as fuck. Yeah, this person is not in my tribe. I'm going to let you know right now. She ain't my people at all. I ain't got no people like this. Oh, my Lord. You black, she black, no shit. No, no, no. We ain't from the same tribe at all. Let's continue. So, of course, I'm lit. And so, y'all, I'm in the club drunk as fuck. Being my best friend. I met him in the club. Y'all know one thing led to another. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I said, that's my cousin. <laughs> hey, man. She said, one thing led to another. That means you met him. Uh, he parking lot pimped you. You was drunk. He he put them big ass bear paws all up in the sky. No ten toes up. Big ass bear paws. He clapped the cheeks. Okay, now what happened? It was like a one night stand type stuff. We did not get each other phone number. We both were sloppy drunk. There's your girls out there. And so it was like two months. I found out I was pregnant afterwards. And I didn't have no way to get in touch with him. So how am I tell him he got a child? So I figured if I come to TikTok, y'all will find him for me. And How do you do? I, I don't know, man. This story is kind of unreal. How do you go to TikTok? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, the CBDC is going to be out of control. How do you find your baby daddy on TikTok? I would have to get the backstory. I did. And so I tested him. And y'all, he replied. Let me show y'all what he said. All right. This is going to be reprehensible in her mind. There's his name here. Don't go text the brother. So she didn't track his ass down after two years, bro. Okay, y'all know I had tested him. I was like, hey, I know this. She said tested him. I thought she tested him DNA. She says texted him. She texted him. All right. On She DM'd him. That doesn't look like a text. It may sound crazy, but you have a two-year-old son. He sent that. I sent him a picture. She lo- He looked like somebody's single mother-ass raised child, right? She says, you know, you have a two-year-old son. He's surprised. She sent a picture of Day-Day. Little King, little Demarcus, Trey Quarius, all right, little Trey, Trey Marcus, Trey Marbius, Trey Songs. He dressed like somebody who ready to kill somebody in Memphis. What the what? He dressed like a killer. <laughs> he he dressed like the daddy. Oh my lord, what? Javon Marcus, what the hell? He looked like he got Swisher sweets in his back pocket. What are we doing? He already got, wait, that's a two-year-old? That's a two-year-old? Holy shit. He just liked the picture, y'all. He, he didn't reply to nothing. He just liked the picture, so I guess they want to. <sighs> Who cousin is this? Did she say he liked the picture? Let's hear that again. They sound crazy, but you have a two-year-old son. He sent that. I sent him a picture. He just liked the picture, y'all. He didn't reply nothing. He just liked the picture. 
And this is your future. This is the this is the community. I don't know what community she comes from, but this is who you're trying to save. Guys, th- these people are done. Those that that particular group of people, there's no saving that. There's no saving that. What we need to do is get together as a people. That's the people you try to get together. <laughs> that's the people. He liked it. That's a grown ass woman who was in the club and lit in Miami. That's the people you're trying to get together. She he liked it, the picture. Man, bruh. I ain't saving, dude. There's no saving them. Man, almighty straggling sniggle theater is now closed. Actually, you know what? I do have one. Do I have one more story? I do. Let's get to the brothers. Let's hold the brothers accountable accountable real quick. Then we'll get to all the super chats. PayPal is like catch up. Uh, this is Emmy Adoka part two. Brothers, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna tell you. Well, I'm gonna assume this is a brother. We're gonna find out. Uh, brothers, you on you're on notice. Stop fornicating at your job. I know this is what we do, and this is what people have done, and all of these things. You get to a high position, and you can't keep your salami in your pants. You can't just go hire a straggle daggle for 150, 300, 400 bucks. You want to have your pride wrapped into um, possessing women. Guys, stop pimping at your job. Stop acting like a player at your job. Stop getting your stock from your job. I know. Well, people do this all the time, and everybody in the NBA, y'all ninjas will come up with 100 excuses as to why you can't have some salami discipline. Discipline yourself, gentlemen. I know it's not fair. I know it's not fair. It's not fair. I've been arguing they're not trying to play a fair game if you've been listening to me. Why don't they put the woman's name out? Dude, it's not a fair game. Stop waiting for it to be fair and being irresponsible with your Johnson. See, what you want is to be continue to be irresponsible and think they're going to hold women accountable. No. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Somebody said it's time to move on. Y'all don't want to hear this shit. Look, let's get real. It ain't never going to be fair for you, brothers. Pistons assistant GM Rob Murphy on a leave amid investigation into an alleged misconduct. Same old story. Detroit Pistons assistant general manager Rob Murphy is on leave after the organization commenced an investigation into allegations of workplace misconduct involving a former female employee. He's a 50-year-old man. I'm a horny old man. And he's been out of the, wait, has been out of the Pistons office for approximately a week on leave after management was made aware of the allegations starting a probe. And it says right here, Murphy's from Detroit was promoted to assistant GM in June after starting as the franchise G League president and general manager in March. This ninja been in the organization for less than two years, less than two years. He's been with the Pistons for less than Four or five months, and he couldn't keep his Johnson in his pants, bro. Less than a year. This dude was in summertime hire. He got promoted to his job, and he went, ninjas. Let's get it together, bro. Let's get it together. This is sad commentary. There his ass is right here. You guys come, dude, you guys will complain. They need more black men, more this, more representation, and they set you up with the trap. All of a sudden, you get there. You think you above the law. You think you big Johnson swinging Johnson. You think all these white women at your job want you. And yes, a couple of them will be quiet. But listen, this is the oldest story in the book. He probably put up a little flat, uh, flat backed it. 
pretty foot Kaylee, and he couldn't control himself. Got him. Why you let people get you like this? You know what I mean? The times of old are gone. It's gone, guys. It is gone. The times where you could just run rough shot as the as an executive on the on the lower end of Kaylee's is gone. You know it was a Kaylee he smashed. It wasn't a sister. You know he smashed a Kaylee. But you just get to the top of your profession and you fumble it in less than six months. That's an L on you. We're not going to stay and fight with you ninjas because they're setting you up. If you want to have a conspiracy theory, they're setting you up for this fall. Let's give them a job. And then all they got to do, if you want to think the white man's going to play your dude, watch the movie Undercover Brother. I would play the scene, but they keep giving me a, a copyright. Watch the movie Undercover Brother. All they got to do is put the Kaylee in front of you. Oh. I just looking. I just came to the new city with all my hopes and dreams. I'm just looking to hold, further my career with the organization. So I could focus on my career. And then your ass get toasted with the same old, same old scheme. And oh boy. Black man's kryptonite. Black man's kryptonite. And guys, if you're sitting here singing that old sad song, this ain't fair. They just equal society. They need to reveal her name. <laughs> what year do you live in? It ain't never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They're never going to. They're never going to play fair. All right. PayPal's all of them. Sizzo is in the building. Shout out to you. I don't know what you said. Appreciate you. Happy free agent lifestyle. I have a junior college appointment this weekend. I told you, coach JL. JLs are not happy. He says, he's got a lot of emojis, so I'm trying to break it up. He says, something was a wake-up call for all the other Karens of the world. Wake up free agents. Okay, so that's an example of kind of what I was talking about there, man. Wake up, man. This is a wake-up call. Wake up, brother. Stop using your workplace as a place to pound out women. Yes, you'll do it. Yes, you'll be fine. If you're an executive, don't do it. Or hey, Sapata Morning uh, Coffee CGA wishing you a happy birthday. Thank you for saving lives out here in the sphere. We're saving lives and money and all of y'all stuff out here. Guys, if, you, if you're if you an executive in the NBA, you can screw anyone <laughs> other than the people in your um, organization. Victor J, coach, I resigned from my job and my Karen boss. I remember you. He says, I found a new job and we'll get an offer next week. He says, like you say, coach, options and leverage in life is important to begin where he says to being where you want to be. Thanks for all that you do. And that was the man he was actually didn't want to work under this female boss. And he wouldn't, didn't want to kowtow to her. And he asked me my opinion. Yeah, time to find a new job. I couldn't work under a woman in my age right now. Kayla Ferguson, what's up, coach? I know you love being on the dark side. Speaking of it, have you heard of the Drake allegedly having sex with Chris Jenner? If it is true, he's truly on the dark side. Yo, well, look, Drake, Drake, I don't know if he has them signed non-disclosures. I'm, it wouldn't surprise me that he clapped Chris Jenner's cheeks. I don't even know if I have an opinion on that. I mean, she's old, I guess, but that hasn't stopped Drake. Drake claps everything, and he's on a mission to clap just about everything. And I don't know, man. If I was Drake, I would too, and it seems to not be affecting him. I, he did impregnate a stripper, though. He did impregnate a stripper. That did come back to haunt him. But maybe Drake did get a vasectomy, and he's not worried about it. That could be happening. And all of what I said about Drake is alleged. All right, but um, him clapping Chris Jenner's cheeks, eh. Hey, by the way, what people have to understand, for men who have a lot of sex, sex is like a handshake. 
You'll learn this when you get over about 36. <laughs> All right, 35, 35-ish. The sex is like a handshake to a guy, especially if he's already had enough. He's had a lot of it. But for normies, you guys have, have to understand, for men under 30, most of them have had zero sex. And then there's a third of men who have just a couple of pieces of sex. Some men have to get married or actually get into a long relationship with a Busted Pillsbury biscuit can just to get any loving. But then there's a third of men that have had a lot of sex. Like they've had a lot of partners, a lot of sex. At that point in your life, it's just like a handshake. Like soon as he'll be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you sound good. All right. Oh, you want to give me the leg? Okay, I'll go ahead and take the leg. Roar. Okay, back out into the streets. Thank you very much. Good to meet you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he don't care. He, it's not like, oh, my God. They had sex. That's normies. Normies worry about stuff like that. Normies are like, wow, I can't believe she was getting penetrated in the back of the Jeep. Nobody, nobody by that point, and, and Drake has had a lot of women, it's like a handshake. And he can be cool with the woman. It's not a, like a flip out. And she knows her position. She probably like Chris Jenner or whoever the other girl he had, uh, Jenner-wise or Kardashian-wise. Everybody knows, yeah, okay, another one. Good to meet you. <laughs> How you doing? Okay, bend it over real quick. Okay, I got it. Okay, thank you very much. Good to meet you. You pat her on the head. You give her a hug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your girlfriend actually meets a guy like that. Your girlfriend meets guys like that. Your girlfriend has had handshake um, sexual encounters just like that. That's when you meet her <laughs> or you meet her friend. Right, you're out together, you meet her friend, you look at him. Oh, here's my friend Dexter. I'm like, God dang, really? This is your friend? You're looking at her. Hi, Dexter. Hi. She gives him a warm ass hug. He cuff her whole booty. All right, he all got her bent over. She like this hugging him, all up, snuggled all up under his armpit. You looking like this look cute. She don't even hug me like that. <laughs> Oh, I love Dexter. I love him so much. Dexter's like, hey, cutie, how you doing? Hey, I look out for you all the time. She kiss him all on the lips. This is just friendship. Looking like. Then they go about a business. He see you. He shake his hand. He, you be like. <laughs> he be like, hi, little man. You be like. <laughs> he shake your hand. Oh, man, you guys are in a relationship. You deserve a man just like that. You're a good guy. Yeah, he, he be hitting your head. <laughs> you make a fan. Dexter's like, you make a fantastic couple with this woman. I've known this woman. I've known her inside and out. You know, you knew my girl inside and out? I know everything about your girl, and everything tells me you're the perfect couple for her. For You, you guys will make a good couple. See you later, man. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Dude, they had handshake sexual agreement. And your girlfriend knows she'll never have Dexter. She'll never have Dexter. So she just accepted a little friendship, handshake sex. He used to blow and tear your girl back out. He used to tear your girls back out. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to No Name. He says, I thought. It was a cheap shot when the dude said you couldn't party with him. 
dressed in the vans. I yeah, I hear you. he says, but yet they never told you to show up attire wise prior. Happy cake and ice cream week, brother. Shout out to you. Yeah, you know, they was trying to throw in the little digs in that, but it didn't matter to me. Hey, look, who won at the end? <laughs> Where we at? All right, I got about five more. We'll jump over. Shout out to Kayla. If God was in marriage, husbands would have more encounters in the bedroom. Wives wouldn't cheat, and there will be no divorces. Thoughts. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. All right, there's no God in marriage. All right, I'm going to stand on that, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Um. Anyway, shout out to Kevin says, regarding the security privacy quote, this is the same logic governments use when they try to force companies to weaken encryption on their phone devices. Yep. And then they say, oh, just, just do this and we'll do this. We'll provide you with this. And then they end up stealing your data on the back end. Shout out to the Jimmy ZTT. He says, coach, that's just the front end benefits of the new social credit score. He says on the back end, we'll be able to take temperatures in real time. So if your kids feel like rioting and smash mobbing, we can stop you. You know, for safety reasons. Also, interesting. You mean temperatures or temperament? Also, with phone tracking in your doctor's visits, we can know if you're near someone with random diseases like C19 and or STI. Ladies will keep tabs on your ladies will keep tabs on your cycling medications and so much more. We'll be able to track your mind, body, and soul as needed for your safety. Shout out to our new social credit score overlords. Dude, do people really want that? Like, I don't know, man. All through your phone, I I suppose. Wow. That, I don't want all that. Can we go back to the olden times? Jose V says, had a chick hit me up the other day after she broke up with her. One of her, uh, one of my good friends. So you, you, she was dating your friend. I told her to kick rock. She got mad, showed up at my place. Asking if I was gay. She wanted to get dug out. And again, she's wanting to get dug out by you ever since she was in a relationship with you, uh, with her, with her friend. But these three, these women aren't loyal. Jay cool says Jay cool in the CGA house in the eighties and the nineties, getting a chick at work was somewhat safe in 2022. It is cheeks or checks before cheeks by 50, 11 points. We have to adapt to the new society. Why get your cheeks from your workplace? I know sometimes you get away with it, but executives don't. It seems to, it's not happening. Leo says, please no government in the building. No, no govy. Shout out to you. Uh, Let's see here. Ahmad says, she's not happy, coach. Yes, we're going to get to another not happy. Lawar Moore, happy belated birthday, coach. Many to you. God blessing. New, 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 new world. Your boy, Scoot, TGIF, you know what time it is, and you know what it is. Lawar Moore, Mr. H, was wrong to try to vilify you straight simping and player hating and dirty macking, all right? And he was like, torpedo your own channel by talking about shit that I want you to talk about. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Spool 6P says, little Trey Trey Marcus, real tears, all right? Yes, and Mr. J Taylor, Juju, says, happy birthday, coach. From the nasty boys in the building. We got Venmo, then Super Chat. Then we'll be ready. We on the dark side over here. The ladies love the dark side, by the way. Wow, we got a couple. Mm. Mm -hmm -hmm. Mr. Cook says, I agree with you with your take on the gentleman archetype. I am very kind and generous with my women, but I also enjoy my space. We have a nice time, but they can't overstay their welcome. 
Yes, uh, the gentleman archetype does have a, a major, major advantage in the dating marketplace. Sometimes we call it simping, though. And sometimes people do overuse the gentleman archetype. But the gentleman archetype in private does work uh, because you can Bruce Wayne these hoes, right? <laughs> Bruce Wayne in the building. Uh, Mr. Macaroni Tony, the IMF loans out money to underdeveloped countries to monetize the land and infrastructure. If that country cannot pay back the loan, the nations which contributed most in the loan will take ownership of that underdeveloped country over the newly developed land. This is the new form of imperialism. Very, very interesting. I would love to explore that a little bit more. Miles Morrill says, sorry, I'm late for practice, coach. I was hoping an old lady crossed the street on the line, man. Suicide time. A couple more. Macaroni Tony down south. They got kissing cousins. If cousins are super close, best believe they play doctor a lot. Wow. Growing up. Mm. That's a do. Do we want to have that conversation? Do we want to have that conversation, gentlemen? That's going to be a very tough conversation to have. Wow. The kissing cousins, the playing doctor, the playing doctor with the neighborhood girls. Mm, playing house. That is, somebody said no. Oh. Mm, I won't even cross that line. I'm not even going to cross that line. That's too tempting, but wow. Oh, man. If you're in the South, if you're in the South or the Midwest, you definitely had that. I'm going to, I'm going to abstain from that. I'm going to watch it. Somebody said, do it. He says, the thing is in these male-dominated industries, they're around do so much that any glimmer of attention from five females that they work with and dudes go crazy. This brings up stories from the last weekend. He says, I was at a sports bar. There was a long ebony, long back to ebony feeling your boy. And apparently everyone noticed, but me, I personally thought she was just making conversation, which is always easy for me. But closing is always a great area. Your thoughts? on attention and affection again don't just jump in any scenario okay i know people were like choosing signals automatic entry well you still got to vet you still got to kind of vet publicly because sometimes you can have a boyfriend on the other cross side of the bar or an admirer or a hater or a dirty mac on the side of the bar you got to do your recognizance right i think that's the word you kind of got to feel her out just because she came up to you and put her hands all up on your chest and gave you a hug and gave you conversation you don't know what the hell's going on he might come up in there and start AK-40. I'm just giving you a worst case scenario, but you just don't know. There's things that you have to do to vet. And don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. I'm in a situation where I have a good group of women that I, I know I can call. Come on over. I don't have to have that one tonight. She could be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for all that you know. Especially when you're... Remember what Stephen A. Smith said. If you're... If you're a person that a woman just has to talk to in a scenario, the first thing you should ask is who sent this, right? Who sent this broad? Who, who sent her? Why is she here? I'm in a room full of a hundred men. What, a, why is she coming on to me? That's what I'd be asking myself. And then I say, okay, if this is what you want, if, if this is what you want, Here's how we can connect. I don't have a have. I don't have to have her tonight. I don't have to have her tonight. So if you want to connect, if there's a truly you think there's a connection, let's continue this another time. 
if that bard says, well, well, I don't want to do it, she ain't up to no good. If she says, let's continue this another time, then there's something there. So I'm, I'm at the bar. I'm like, look, cool, you want me, but I already got an appointment with someone else. You can't just slide in. One of the worst things you can do is actually make yourself available to any woman immediately. I think that's bad. That's bad juju. Okay. I think I think it makes you look easy and it makes you look like you're desperate and it makes it look like you'll take anything anytime and it makes it look like that you won't do your due diligence. If a person could just if a woman could just come up to you and say, I know you ain't got shit going on. Here's some peace leave. And then you jump on it. I think that's actually bad juju. I think she actually doesn't respect you. I mean, listen, it's not whether you want her to respect you or not. You just want to smash her. But I think it makes you look whack. I think it makes you look whack. And then she treats you as such because then you penetrate her. And then she treats you like you ain't got shit going on. I, I don't know, man. That's just my opinion on that one. Not everybody's going to agree with that. Anyway. Anyway. Last one. Dior says, happy birthday, coach. And happy Friday. He says, can't wait to get out there this weekend and have a Mastodon try to talk to me about astrology at the bar. <laughs> crazy all right we do have super chats man sorry for the delay hey we got uh oh no yikes thank you for the contribution to your contribution blah, blah, blah. ladies love cool c did i get scheduled op yeah lady loves cool c says brady said he's not retiring yet but giselle said what did she say i'm not happy <laughs> han solo pearl was giving hafiz more and more rope yeah, that was what she was doing. And she actually was trying to imply that she wanted to interject in the conversation. And he caught that and he was offended. But yeah, she just gave him more rope. Domain stick him. Stepdaddy season is canceled. Mm. Raul, happy belated birthday to the real one, coach. Appreciate you. Ninja Snuggle says, should I buy a used motorcycle or new? Used. I always buy stuff like that used. All right. And then if you lay it down, if it doesn't, you know, you, you're excited about the purchase, and then after you have it, you ride it for five times, you're not going to be excited. You don't have the high financing. You don't have to have the high barrier of entry. Buy a very used motorcycle, okay? But do your best to actually investigate ability, kid. You're right, coach. I looked at Kanye now. Look at Kanye now. Chase Bank, and now Balenciaga is now not doing business with him. Can't talk about the certain group of people. Imagine a social credit score in the future. All bad. And ninjas will always be the one that will be benefited least by this. Okay. Cause you're the first one you're in poverty right now. All right. You'll be rehab. You'll be kind of uh, restricted by this first. It will penalize you first and further put you in a situation of institutional racism. All right. Bob says, will the credit system apply only to broke people? And will we have an option to opt out if we have money initially, in my opinion, but they're going to phase money out. Like cash is going to slowly get phased out. It's not going to be overnight. It's not that they're going to put the currency out and then say, get, get rid of all your money. It's just eventually you'll go to places and they'll accept less and less cash to the point where 5, 10, 15, 20 years cash is phased out. So that's basically what's going to happen. They'll just slowly phase it out. Just like coins are slowly being phased out. How much times you dig in your pocket for coins, right? It's just slowly phased out. Now you don't dig in your pocket for coins. Now less people accept cash. That's all. All right, Mike Reed says, YT has added identifiers for my comments under the guise of easing its channel growth 
the social score has come to YouTube. Coach Stradamus strikes again. EI says, hope you enjoyed your birthday, Coach. I did. All right. He says, had to drop a donation because no more ninja watching. Shout out to you. Junior college was litty, by the way. <laughs> Abel returns to Eden. Dear coach, once, twice, three times. He says, uh, monk mode is pre impulsive but clarity. Remains undefeated. Men never give in. Peace, quiet, and freedom. Let me do three more, and then we'll get it. Recently, Rational Rationata recently have been hunting down multiple mastodons to provide meat. As winter is coming, they gobble like a turkey and wrap me up in their warm embrace. You a fool for this. Wow. He says, Jack Vandetta. This may sound terrible, but certain people in the community should not be allowed to procreate. Only our biggest and brightest. You're sounding like you're on your W.E.B. Du Bois. Okay. And he says, shout out to my favorite African-American out here. Wow. He's on his he's on his Margaret Sanger right now. He's on his Margaret Sanger. Woo. But with that being said, the talented 10th philosophy is here. Study Booker T. Washington versus W.E.B. Du Bois. All right, very, very interesting conversation. It actually would apply today about how we progress as a people, right? It's a great debate. Do we go back to uh, uh, classic education, refinement, talented 10th as W.E.B. Du Bois had, or Booker T. Washington actually being self-sufficient, protecting your community, your own Black Wall Street, working in blue-collar, labor, and so forth. Great debate. Do we practice eugenics and allow people to procreate that? By the way, poor people and ignorant people out-procreate smart people. It ain't even close. Mm. <laughs> NWO Dubois, I know, yeah. New, new, new he actually was sponsored by the the NAACP supported W.E.B. Dubois' um, um, conversation. So did the Carnegie, the Carnegie Foundation, so did Margaret Sanger. W.E.D.B. Du Bois was associated with them. That actually the talented tent uh concept came from came from um and I might be mistaken on this, but it came from um the Andrew Carnegie, John Rockefeller, Margaret Sanger, so forth and so on. So you gotta study it. It's interesting. It's interesting. So they say NWO Du Bois. Oh man. Somebody says smart breeding, not smart people not breeding in this current situation. Exactly. So poor people, ignorant people outbreed smart, intelligent people. It ain't even close. I would say two to one, maybe three to one. Maybe three to one. I, I want to look up that. Poor people and ignorant people outbreed smart and talented and and um and affluent people like crazy. So over time, it gets worse when you're trying to control a population. So then you have to come up with things to control them, like propaganda and benefits and handouts and eugenics. That's the way you stop it because you're a talented, you're a, a high class. We'll talk about classism here. <laughs> uh, like that woman said, I was at the club drunk and then I got skeeted in and got knocked up and I tried to find my baby daddy. That's more co that's more common than two self-sufficient, educated, classically educated, working class people getting together and making a family. That is way more common. Yeah, programming, this is how they get people to kind of fall in line because poor people and ignorant people procreate, out-procreate people, three to one. 
Somebody says smart people are clapping cheeks, but making sure that they got the house sauce near or you put a condom or you wear birth control or you get a vasectomy. That's what smart people do. Or they'll only knock up their wives and they'll have concubines or they mess with 304s, the poor poverty impoverished 304s, and they pay them money and they'd be like, yeah. But the, the poor people do stuff like pump and dump or uh, dirty macking or I'll just uh, get some free peace leave, right? I'll get free peace leave from these girls. They don't think they think tricking is bad, whereas rich, smart people will trick and it's a bailout for them to not sacrifice what they work for. Think about it. Think about it. This is why I say running game is a low level, low level uh, idea. It's a broke man's idea. And all, all like like 25, 40 percent, 25 to 40 percent of the time a dude run runs game, he'll get hemmed up. He'll get hemmed up. He'll get a child support case on him. He'll run game at his job and lose his job. He'll get a sexual harassment claim. Like 20 to 5 to 40% of the time, it eventually catch up to his dumbass. Because most dumbass dudes will use game instead of using money and protecting themselves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, it is what it is. Okay. All right. Let, let me, I will come back to those super chats. Let's get into what Floyd Mayweather talking about. Uh, yeah, running game is not for everybody. I think running game is a great idea for men who are wealthy, but uh, but broke dudes try to use it. All right, let's get into this. Floyd Mayweather said marriage ain't it. Marriage ain't it. Let's go ahead and go ahead to the screen and share. This is a common idea that we've been pushing in our society. This is a rich, wealthy man by many people's standard. He could be a high value man. This is what he put. On his Instagram, many people have sent this to me and they like, CGA, you having a great impact on society because now we can have this conversation comfortably. Here's the comfortable, uncomfortable conversation that is now comfortable because men like me and the others in our space, shout out to everybody. We've been exposing the truth of marriage and why it is a reckless gamble for men in our today's culture. He says, everybody asked me, they're always asking, who typed this, by the way? Who wrote this? I'm just lying. I'm just mess. Hey, Floyd, I'm just playing, bro. I'm just playing. I know you watch my show because you you got a milk dud head like me. Send me some money. Actually, we are almost in the same town. I'll read it. I'm just messing around, Floyd. Mm. Floyd, I'm messing around, bro. All right, anyway, shout out to the greatest pound for pound fighter in the history of the world. Everybody always asks me. Wait a minute. Everyone always asks me. Everybody always asks me when. Hold up. Mm. <laughs> Is this proper? Wait. Everybody always asks me. Isn't it asks? But that's not. That's just anyway. Let's let's continue. I thought it was asks. No, maybe I'm wrong. Everybody always asks me when I am getting married. Or it is asks. That's what I thought. Shout out to Floyd, man. I'm just messing around, Floyd. Hey, man, 50 Cent put me onto that. Hey, Floyd, Floyd, I don't even want to show my face around here. You liable to run up and give me the give me the pause. Don't put the pause on me. Pause. All right. Everybody always asks me when am I getting married? Or why I am not married. 
I'm not married for the same reason the divorce rate is so high. The only person I will trust and truly trust is myself. Therefore, it eliminates disappointment. Shout out to Floyd. Hey. And he says, I have nothing against people who are married. There are just, these are just my uh, personal beliefs. This is very small on my screen. He says, what are your thoughts on marriage? But this opinion is starting to get more popular as we get to these stories where we show you celebrity men. We can only use celebrity men in a context of understanding marriage because we can't use personal men. We can't use men like myself because they'll just say you're bitter. We can't use men that have lost their children in divorce and, and lost half because people will say, well, just get over it. Or you were broke, so it didn't matter. So we can only use these guys. And now these guys are starting to go, mm, we're still hearing a lot of rappers like just protect yourself. They're starting to say essentially the free agent lifestyle. And with the divorce rates, people have to uh, answer to this. The divorce rates are high. They're significantly high, and they've been significantly high for the last 50 years. And it's been tragic when you get divorced. Like a guy like Floyd is worth a certain amount of dollars, right? He's like, if I lose this bet on marriage, I'm going to get screwed. Now, some dumbass normally will say, well, he can afford it. Doesn't mean he wants to get screwed. Well, 200 million is nothing for him. It's always something for someone. So he doesn't want to give 200 million up, even if he can afford it. But he's also doesn't want to get disappointed. When we get to the Kevin Costner story, you're going to see what disappointment is because they're going to put the proverbial gun to your head and they're going to bait and switch you, right? All marriages go through the bait and switch. And then you have to find your way out of that. You have to wiggle out of it. You can't just say, man, do what I say, woman. Do what I say, woman. You still lose that bet. Can't hold masculine frame. You're going to lose that bet because now they have emotional abuse and verbal abuse and physical abuse and some sort of financial abuse. Okay. They have marital grape where you took some peace leave from your wife. You better give me that bag of onions. And they can come back in any sexual interaction in your marriage, even if they continue to have sex with you. And they say, well, you, you took it from me on that day. So this guy is like, man, forget it. And this is why this space is important. This is why we shouldn't change the message. This is why men like Hafiz, who tells us we need to change and bring balance. No, we don't. This ain't the time for all of that. We need to keep warning men of what they're getting into because men keep ending up on the bad side of a bait and switch. And Floyd don't want no parts of it. Let me see if I can see here. There's another article here. What is this stuff? He made it clear that he's not ready for marriage or to get married because it scares. He's scared to be disappointed. You will be disappointed in a marriage 100% of the time. That's just what marriage is. You're going to be disappointed. The American explains that he's not against those who are married, stressing that he's cool with being single. And that's what men should be able to say. I'm cool. I'm good. By the way, shout out to. Um, shout out to Mr. Palmer who basically gave us the definition of bitter, right? And um, if you ever looked it up, because people will say bitter, right? <laughs> people will say bitter. But if you look up the definition of bitter, you're like, that makes sense. It says right here, a person who's angry, hurt, or resentful because of one's bad experience or sense of unjust treatment. Sense of unjust treatment. Their sense of unjust treatment. Like, 
unjust treatment. Like that means you were done wrong. Now you have a you have a emotional response of being done wrong, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> like, like bitter is a good. It's not a bad place to be. It means somebody did you wrong, and you have an experience. You're like, well, I don't want to be done wrong again. You know what I mean? This is the situation we're in. But they use that as a tool to get you to be like, well, I'm not emotionally. You should be emotional about being done wrong and mistreated and ran through the family court. Yes, I'm bitter. <laughs> All right, here we go. Somebody says, do you use fake book? I th- you must be late to class. All right, you're late to class. 15 push-ups and a super chat next time. 15 push-ups and a super chat. I talked about that today. What the hell are you talking about, bro? All right, anyway, let's get off the Mayweather thing before he get you know puts the pause on me. And let's get to Kevin Costner. Here's what men are afraid of in marriage. The bait and switch. The ye old bait and switch. The classic tale of the woman that changes the rules in the relationship. How we doing on likes? How we doing on likes? Here it is right here. Ye old bait and switch. All right, this is the marriage will. A congregation of uh, Coach Greg Adams here. I don't have time to break this down every time, but as you can see, you go through the phase. You're starting on what is the going to be the right side of your screen. That is phase number one, the connection phase, which they call the honeymoon period. Everything's good. Hafiz is in the honeymoon period. Honeymoon period typically lasts two years post-marriage. Two years post-marriage. That means you, prior to the marriage, you're in the honeymoon period. You're dating. You're courting. You're finding out about each other. You're new. You're excited to see each other. You're connecting. Lust. Love, all of these things are kicking in. Your hormones, endorphins, all of this stuff is going like crazy. You feel good. You're excited about seeing them. Then you get engaged, plan wedding, you have wedding, all right? That's the marriage will. Without that, there's no marriage. Then, then you go into the investment stage, which is going to be right there underneath the honeymoon period, in which because you're connected, you start investing into each other. She invests her body and her time. Women make an investment too. Okay, but she knows why she's making the investment to, you know, she wants to actually have kids. So she'll marry your ass up. Put these babies in me. Wreck my body savagely. So I got stretch marks all in my tummy. Okay, but here it is right here. You make the investment, which is financial. This is what you're going to be pissed off about. And then you invest and put kids in her belly. And you start investing in the family to make sure your kids have the best life. Now, this is. This is fine. As far as I'm concerned, I'm good with both of these phases. These phases are not problematic for me. This is necessary. And in a stable, good society where the laws are actually even and the pendulum haven't swung all crazy, everybody should be doing this if you want to. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But this should be the way it's done. It's better for your kids. It's better for both of you guys. It's better for everybody. It's better for the communities. It's better for society. Now, my problem isn't that. My problem isn't these things. So people say, well, what about love? Love is fine unless it's used as a weapon. Okay. Investment stage is fine as long as the person doesn't go to stage number three, which is the bait and switch, which most of our society allows women to just change their mind. This is my biggest problem with marriage and relationships. Not the first two stages. It's stage number three and stage number four. Stage number three, bait and switch. 
which comes in variety of forms. And particularly, you work too much. You don't work enough. I don't want to serve you no more. I want to go to girls' nights out. I want to cut my hair off. Even though you like long hair, I'm going to withdraw sex. Okay, I'm going to start being an alcoholic and a pill popper. I might be insecure. I'm going to financially cheat. He's going to cheat. You're going to cheat. Affairs. Marriage counseling. She becomes a feminist. There's a whole bunch of things that happen in this part of the marriage. This can happen in between year seven or post-investment in year 25 to 40. This could happen at any point. Once this happens, you're screwed, gentlemen. See, people think I'm against stage number one and two. I don't mind stage number one and two as long as number three doesn't show up. And 80%, sorry, 100% of the time, this is going to show up, the bait and switch. Now, she's simply going to change the rules of the relationship mid-relationship. It's like creating new marital vows and then her saying, do you agree? And then when you don't agree, she says, well, I'll just divorce you in stage four. Or you could say, I agree because I don't want to lose my kids. I don't want to lose the house. I don't want to lose the car. I don't lose everything I work for. I don't want to lose you. Happy wife, happy life. It's cheaper to keep her. Okay, I'll just be roommates. Okay, I'll accept next sex. I'll just beg for, for sex. Now, if you cheat on her in stage three, you lose stage one and two. <laughs> Guys, it's a very systematic approach to marriage. Yes, this is predictable. This is what all marriages go through. She gets fat. You get fat. She loses her mind, which women do tend to do when they age, right? It's a bad thing, right? And I'll show you examples of this later where women will say, well, because of my menopause and because of this and the hormones and the chemicals and I had an alcohol because of my abuse in the past, something's going to come up where she goes a little bit cuckoo. She goes a little bit cuckoo and she says, I'm not happy. <laughs> now, just know whatever she's not happy about, if she actually had that, she'd be not happy on the other side. For instance, you work too much. She's going to say, I'm not happy. <laughs> and let's just flip it. If you didn't work enough and you were broke, she would say, I'm not happy. <laughs> so you can't win when it comes to whatever she's mad about. Because if you were actually giving her the opposite, she would be mad about that. I'm not happy. <laughs> just so you know. We never date. We never go out. You never take me on dates. You never sex me up. Okay. Start sexing her up every night. Start giving her attention. You give me too much attention. You trying to get too much sex. I'm not happy. <laughs> you can't win. Be too nice to her. You're too nice to me. You let me run all over you. Wait. I'm not happy. You're too nice. You let me run over you. You let me just do whatever you want. You act like you don't care. Okay, act like you care. No, you ain't going out. You do what I say, woman. She'd be like, I'm not happy. <laughs> Dude, look, you can't win, yo. You can't win. <laughs> tell, her, tell her she looks sexy fat. Oh, baby, you look sexy when you're fat. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm the worst human being. I'm insecure. I don't feel sexy. I can't believe you want me like this. I'm going to go lose weight. No, nah, baby, don't lose weight. I like you with all them damn lar chunks of lard of fat all on your hips. I'm not happy. <laughs> he likes me all terrible. He doesn't really love me. All right. 
You tell her, lose that damn weight. Get them damn chunks all up off your ass and get them damn dimples off from the back of your ass. All right, get your ass in shape. She'd be like, I'm not happy. <laughs> You're forcing me down there to actually have a diet and eat grape skins and carrots. <laughs> Dude, you can't win, brother. You Look. This is called the bait and switch. Do not put any tattoos on your body. No nose rings. Keep your hair long. Be feminine. Speak when spoken to. Be seen, not heard. Wait. Not wrong one. Hold up. Yeah. Wrong one. I'm not happy. All right. Talk all crazy. Be loud. Put tattoos all over your body. All right, be, make yourself look absolutely reprehensible and despicable. Actually, give me the opposite of what I married. Get fat, whatever, and I'm supposed to love you. You don't love me for me? I'm not happy. You can't win. You asking for too much. You're making me form myself into what you want instead of me being what I want. Dude. When you get to the bait and switch, it's going to be subtle. It's not, again, you guys think you're going to get hit over the head with it. It's going to be a subtle change in your marriage. And whatever you do, she wants the opposite. She's going to be like, I just don't like the fact. <laughs> you're like, then you give her the opposite. Well, you're just trying to change and conform. <laughs> I don't want to work. I want to be a kept woman. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to raise my kids. Okay. Fine. I'll marry you. Seven years later, I want to go back to work. I want to have a career. So I can focus on my career. I want to have something to talk about when I come home from work. I want to make my own money. I want to save my money and spend your money. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. I married you because you said you were going to raise the kids. But now you want to go. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. This is the bait and switch. When you married her, she says, every time you go to a club, I want to go to a club. I would never go out to a nightclub without my man. I don't think I would enjoy that. You marry her seven years later. Where are you going? I'm going out with the club with the girls. The club? Yeah, it's girls' nights out. We're just gonna have go have drinks. Wait a minute. I thought we weren't doing that. I thought I thought we were. Go what are you going? And we're going on a girls' trip. Okay, I'm going out of, on the boys' trip. I'm not happy. <laughs> you understand what the bait and switch is. You cannot avoid it. You can either accept it or tell her to go kick rocks. Now, when you go tell her to kick rocks, she's gonna then introduce you to any one of these things right here. Divorce, family court, marriage counseling, child support, counseling for the kids, alimony, split property, so forth and so on. Okay, that's what she's going to put, the proverbial gun to your head. She's going to say, oh, you don't want to do this? Okay, guess what? We're going to go dance with the devil. And you're going to be like, damn, baby, I don't want to do all that. Okay, happy wife, happy life. Or you could go to go kick rocks and just pay the tab. Now, some people can't afford this tab. You think you could pay it, Mr. Hafiz. It's just money. Just wait until you get ran. Some people eat guns. Some men become bitter. Some people come depressed. Some people get, and then some dumbass people say, I'm going to try a better person, and I'm going to try it again. They go right back on the marriage wheel. They go hot right back on and try to find another woman.
and then they get bait and switched year three, second year of marriage. This is the realities of marriage right here. And this story is going to prove it as many as, as well as many of the stories my bitter ass brings you on a daily basis. Check this out. She's had enough. She's had enough. Kevin Costner's wife warns him to quit Yellowstone or else, or else what? Or else what? Let me hold masculine frame. What you going to do, broad? And she's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? She's like, this is what I'm going to do right here. I'm going to show your ass step number four. Yeah, I'm going to show your ass this right here. See? (laughs) I'm going to put the proverbial gun to your head. I'm going to show your ass all this, and I'm going to show you what you're about to lose or else. And they know they can threaten you with this shit. Oh, I'll do this. Now, this woman was the woman you've never seen before in your life. You're going to come home all of a sudden. She's going to be this woman. I'm not happy. (laughs) Yep, she throws the grenade in the room. This is the grenade throw. She throws a grenade in the room, and you're like, oh, shit. It says right here, cash cow, Kevin Costner, Maybe rustled up a lot of dough as his modern day Western series Yellowstone makes his fifth series or fifth season debut on November 13th. But his wife, Christine Baumgartner, has told him to hop off the saddle for good or ride into the sunset, according to Radar Online. It says right here, the Oscar Award winning 67 year old. What do I keep telling you guys? Do not be in your 60s doing this shit, right? Were you going to be alone with your Filipino nurse? Are you going to be happy, coach? Yes, I'm going to be happy. I ain't got no broad stressing me out. I don't want to be in my 60s with no woman stressing me the hell out. I'm not going to be in my 60s approaching 70 getting stressed out by a woman. No. Yeah, extorted. This is basically extortion. I'm not doing it, bro. If I die, I die. (laughs) Well, you're going to die and older men who are not married die early. Okay, I'm dead. Hold up. I'll die. I don't care. I ain't going to have no damn woman stressing me out. Says right here, the Oscar award winning 67 year old was doubtful on the show's success when it launched in 2018. But with 10 million viewers, it is now a TV mainstay. And while he films for months in Montana, 48 year old, 48 year old handbag designer. Christine is all alone in Los Angeles getting her insides pushed through her esophagus by her personal trainer with three teenage or preteens. So they have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Let me get my calculator. So he's 67. His oldest was born when he was 52. Guys. Yep. Do you know what she's trying to do right now? She's like this. Right before his ass needs some damn uh, full-time a Filipino nurse and full-time counseling. She's like, gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Dude, 52. See, this is what I warn men about. You don't want to start this process that late in this type of agreement. If you want to have kids, because dudes are sitting around, I'm in my 40s, coach. I'm in my 50s. I wonder how marriage will work. I want it. I want kids. I want to have kids. I want to be married. And his dumb ass got married at 52. Start skeeting in his wife. She got the investment phase. And then 15 years later, she said, I'm not happy. <laughs> She's trying to cash out. She's like, gotta get my bag and run. 
Yep, right right when his ass needs he don't need his ass wiped in the next 10 years. He gonna need somebody to wipe his ass on the toilet. She's like, that ain't gonna be me. Gotta get my bag and run. Now, how old was she at this age? He was 52, she was 33. So she was younger. There was a almost a 20-year age difference. Almost a 20 years age difference. He was like, I'm gonna give me a young piece of ass. Okay. And he she was about to hit the wall at warp speed. She about to hit the wall. She about to hit the wall. And he he was like, I'll rescue you. And here's the secret. Somebody's just revealing it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is his second marriage. He screwed himself. He tried. He was like, I got married the first time. He got divorced. And he was like, I'll give it another shot. What do I keep telling you? This shit is almost, dude, the marriage will is undefeated. Let's continue to read more. Set his ass up. And by the time, I think Kevin Costner was probably Kevin Costner at age 52. Like, when when, he, when did he make the movie Bodyguard? You know what I mean? Let me see here. Movie Bodyguard. What was that release? Like, he was already Kevin Costner. It wasn't like she built with him. It was 1992. All right? So we're talking about 30 years ago. Yeah. This was in the window. He had already did the bodyguard, the booty guard. Mm. 1992. So he was already Kevin Costner. When she showed up and was like, <laughs> I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Again, on the marriage wheel, gentlemen, watch, let me show you again. I know this takes the feeling out of it. Go guys, go chase the feeling. If you want in the marriage wheel, I say, you will go through this cycle, stage one, stage two, stage three. You'll divorce. He divorced his first wife and was like, he probably paid her off. I'm going to look that up. He paid her the hell off. And then he went out here. He got he got introduced into the divorce. And then he got lonely. I get so lonely. He got lonely. He met another girl and he re-entered the marriage wheel. Right there. He re-entered it. It says right here. Where does it say? It's just a re-entry. Maybe that's just what I say. Oh, I said, get married again. You get married. You re-enter the marriage will. And that's what he did. And now, two-time, second marriages, disastrous. Reading further, just so we see what's going on here. Quote, it really knocked a hole in their family life. Spilled a friend. The show was such a mega hit. Producers wanted to go on forever. However, Christine wants her husband to hang up his cowboy hat with an insider saying her patience is starting to fray. I'm not happy. <laughs> with that being said, I don't mind that Christine feels this way, but that's the deal you signed up with, baby. He was already Kevin Costner. Now what there's her excuse is I didn't think the show was going to be good. Even he says, I was doubtful about the show's success, but the show became popular. 
And she did, well, go ahead and do the show. I hope it fails. Guys, in the back of her mind, she was hoping it failed. One of the philosophies I tell you about is some of the biggest dream killers are in your backyard. You're sleeping with the enemy. So she said, do it. And the whole time she's hoping it fails. And then when it becomes successful, she's jealous. Maybe not at you. She's jealous at the success. She's jealous that it went well because then she can't exhibit control over the guy. So she's trying to kill the dream the entire time it's running. And the entire time she's going out there, she's hoping it fails. Dude, this is how they are, man. I'm just telling you. So she's acting supportive like a supportive wife. And now that it's catching on fire, right? The show's going good. She's trying to kill it. And she's complicating it by then bringing her emotions into the situation. Let's figure it out. She wants a firm commitment that this is his last season. She's basically throwing the Giselle in here. Or he might have to hit the dusty trail. Costner, who plays John Dutton on the show, married Christine in 2004, making her his second wife. Interestingly enough, the Yellowstone actor isn't the only cowboy who, whose marriage is reportedly hanging on a thread. There's somebody else. This is her looking like the flatback Kaylee. You know what I mean? And then I don't want to show their kids, but that there she is. She got the investment stage. She's at the investment stage. Now she's pulling the bait and switch. She got the kids, the house, the car, the private school, suburban wife. She got the GMC. She got the Range Rover. She got all that shit now. And guess what? I'm not happy. <laughs> George Strait's desire to put his music career in the rear view and saddle up as a full-time rancher has allegedly created tension in his marriage. How old is George freaking Strait? <laughs> Shout out to George Strait. All my exes live in Texas and all that shit. How old is he, bro? Now George Strait, 70, 70, mm. 70. George Strait is 70, and his wife, Norma, I wish I could pull up a picture of her. I can't because my computer will crash. His old-ass wife, how old is she? She's 67. Mm. Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> this is tragic. By the way, George Strait plays in Vegas all the time. I'm going to have to hit up one of his shows. 70 with this bullshit. No, man, not me, man. I'd rather be six feet under, man. <laughs> or, or I'd rather be with my Filipino nurse, Ling Ling, and her attempts to poison me with applesauce. I'll go out with that. Nah. I'll just go to Thailand or Philippines and live like a king. She'll clip all my toenails and brush them off the table or whatever the shell she's doing. She's rubbing my feet. Fuck all this, man. Not at 67. I'm too old for that shit. He's still paying alimony. Here it is right here. The All My Exes Live in Texas singer recently sold their San Antonio property for $6.9 and wants to retire on their 8000 acre texas ranch near the mexico border a move that norma allegedly is not on board with i'm not happy <laughs> i don't want to move down to the border of mexico i don't want to move with the mexico senoritas mamacitas doesn't george Strait have a song with somebody that talks about the seas of mexico is that him george george's life away from performing is all about ranching and roping, but Norma loves the shop at fancy stores and have nice lunches 
with her gal pals. Norma loves the ranch too, but not a 365 day a year proposition. <sighs> this ninja, the one making all the records, he all up in the videos, he dancing, he's all selling the seas of Mexico. He making all the songs, he writing, he touring. This broad just having brunch. You're going to ruin my brunch. <laughs> the seashores of Mexico. Bruh, this is what dudes give up. He's like, man, he could have been on that. He could have been on that ranch by himself. But nope. She out here. I want to go shopping at the fancy stores with your money. With your money. I got Dude, just pay off junior college bras at this point. Dude. You're going to ruin my brunch on Sunday. I want to hang out with my gal pals. Like, she's not like, I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out in our suburban neighborhood in San Antonio. Nah. She like, nah. I want to go to brunch with my friends. By the way, she's going to clean his ass out. The country seeker reportedly has no desire to back down from his dreams. It's a major sticking point between them. The pal said, warning. That this could be the last draw for Norma. He's like, he's like this. Wait, wait, hold up for a second. Where about sound effect that? He's like kick rocks. He was like, Get him, daddy. yeah, man. He's like, man, you could go. He was like this. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I don't care, Britch, but he's gonna lose his money in the middle of all that. She's gonna, she's gonna at sixty-seven and seventy, drag his ass down. Let's get to the super chats. Sad reality for men, but, but. Somebody said, this is blackmail. This is extortion. Get him, daddy. This is blackmail. This is extortion. Get him, daddy. This is emotional abuse. Get him, daddy. He could be at the junior college listening to girls say, Get him, daddy. but also we're bitter and hurt. Super chat time. Good Lord. Where's our feet when we need them? Shout out to Pete Rose. He says, Money Mayweather may have found the CGA channel. He says he's been RP'd and don't think he'll ever get married. Yep. Shout out to the Money May in the building. Dylan Bacon says, you nailed it. I'm 27 and tired of segs already. You know what? You're not tired of segs. Many men get to that point. You know what you're tired of dealing with the bullshit to get sex? You're tired of the aftermath of sex. You're tired of cleaning your sheets and putting on new sheets and pillowcases. You're tired of her playing the whole, oh, I'm going to stay over for a night. Let's cuddle. You're tired of putting up money and dating, knowing that it's prostitution, but you think you're doing the right thing. That's what you're tired of. All for 15, 15 minutes of push and shove. 15 minutes of push and shove. You're tired of the BS attached to sex. And so you're like, hmm. that's how I'd be. I'd be like, do I even want to call somebody over? I got to get new. I got to get all the dirty towels out. You know what I mean? The, the nasty girl towels out. I got to get, did I wash the nasty girl towels? All right, let me put them in that drawer. Let me go get a box of condoms and invite her over. She's going to show up late. Want to talk or want to go out on a date? Let's do something. Then I have to put the new sheets on, take these sheets off, put these sheets on. Then after I make the wet spot, take these sheets off, put these sheets on. Then her start extorting me on the back end. Oh, I thought I would get more out of you. I thought I would get more time and availability. Where is this going? Then she starts saying her life start falling apart. Oh, I got laid off from my job. I thought I was going to get more money from you. This is less than I thought. 
when you were negotiating with her, I'll take anything. You clap the cheeks. Is this all you're going to give me? I'm in a bind, Nate. She's going to be like, my rent's due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Is this it? This all you're going to give me? I'm going to get kicked out and evicted tomorrow. I'm in a bind, Nate. Or she wants to. To wrap you in my warm embrace. And I'll make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Men don't get tired of sex. We get tired of the before and the after. The pre-game, the pre-nut and the post-nut. That's what we tired of. Then she get crazy or she says get into a relationship. Then she acting funny. Well, I'm in a relationship. Doesn't mean I'm going to give up my friends and my career and give up all of my fun and my male friends. That's what you're tired of. That's what you're tired of. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Blue Bag and says it wasn't enough for her feast that CGA had his way with him. He got embarrassed by a Becky. Pearly kept her masculine frame, more masculine frame than this guy. Hit him with the price is wrong. What a rough week for that guy. My uncle used to always tell me, your life can turn from sugar to shit in a minute. Most of the time, a man's life turns from sugar to shit. is either he got punched in the mouth or a woman under him dirty. That boy didn't had all of that in one week. Is it Q5 reacts? Coach, I hit 60K subs while on holiday in Greece. Santorini, I assume. I need to jump on the money mindset to get advice on how to scale my reaction channel. Having an Asian baddie over from seeking and she has a boyfriend yo perfect scenario i always like to send girls back to their little boyfriend well i have a boyfriend i don't care send them on back hey half stake on me right i don't want to deal with your bullshit shout out the member the second says costner is in his prime with yellowstone and she's hating he has his hit series she's hating on him guys your biggest cheerleader is not going to be your wife long term initially she'll cheerlead you Joker says, uh, Joker Joker says during the interview, they thought CGA was going to fall and didn't realize coach went to monkey D loofah gear fifth or gear five, giving reprehensible behaviors, no chance. Yeah, they thought I was going to fold and not be able to back up, but you know, they had to learn. Shout out to Soralita Vast. I think honeymoons last until the first pregnancy coach. Yeah, the honeymoon phase, uh, typically, but a lot of people do have their babies within the first two years of marriage. So, yeah, once the first pregnancy hits, this is what I define it as. This is what I define it as. She finds unconditional love for the first time. A woman finds unconditional love. This is just nature talking. She thought she knew love. She knew love when she was like 12 and 13. This is what love is, right? I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. And though she thinks what real love's real love. I'm searching for a real love. Someone to tear my heart with real love. And so she thinks she knows what love is until she has a baby come out of her body. Now that baby will never judge her until that baby's 16 or 17. That baby will look at her. That baby will depend on her. That baby will give every bit of attention and ounce of energy to that mom. And she's going to have a connection biologically that you cannot compete with. So then the love you're giving her will never rival the love that the love that she's getting from her child. Then she will have a sense of what unconditional love is, and you can never beat it. You'll never be able to beat it. 
She'll never be, you'll never be able to beat that. Especially if it's a young boy child. If it's a young boy child, that child is now taking your place. <laughs> Especially with black women. With black women, if that boy is now trumps you. I won't go any further. There's some other stuff that you can bring in there, but just study the Oedipus complex. And for the first six, seven, eight years of, of that boy's life, that boy will be running in tandem with the mom and that boy will have natural envy and jealousy against you and will prevent you from accessing the mom. This is what, when, when people say, um, I'm giving you all a lot here. Uh, what happens to a, a woman will let the boy sleep in the marital bed for years that the boy breastfeed from her for years. Like some people are going eight and 10 years. If you're married, oh, the boy's got to sleep in my bed. The boy's crying. The boy. Now you can't even get access to your wife because she's letting the boy sleep in your bed. Now, what tends to happen is if you get cut off at the knees, you hold your masculine frame, you're going to get cut off from that kid and she'll use that kid and cut you off from that kid as a means to hurt you or protect the kid in her mind. And then what happens is that kid naturally never bonds with you. He never goes fishing with you. He never goes, you never coach his football team. You never have that bond where the boy can now see you not as a rival and be his own man himself and start looking at you as not a rival. He starts to look at you. He would typically look at you in the next stage of the Oedipus complex as someone to emulate and strive to be. And he will watch you. And he will try to repeat what you are, and he will create a bond. Women cut that shit off right there. And she makes him a son husband. And she makes him the husband, uh, the boy that uh, is going to be the new Dexter in the streets, right? So that bond is always, uh, uh, she will call it protecting the boy. But what she's doing is ruining the boy slowly, slow, death, drip, ruining the boy. You'll say the boy needs a father. And she was like, yeah, but something else is important. She'll put something else of importance over the boy being with the father, which is the only most important thing that boy needs to be able to be a man in the future. These men that these women complain about on the dating marketplace, the men that women raise, these women will ruin boys day by day, uh, child by child, and then wonder what's wrong with men in the future. And they put other shit over the priority of that boy being in the second stage of the Oedipus complex where he tries to emulate the father. And she'll claim the father ain't shit, but she let that man impregnate him. I mean, impregnate her over and over. And she ruins the bond between the man and the child and then complains about men in the future. Stop with the bullshit out here. I ain't to be played with. It ain't my fault. <laughs> The, the boy needs a family. The boy needs his friends. The boy needs me. The boy needs all of this shit. No, they need a father. And the boy wants to connect to the father, but then the boy turns into 50 cent son and he's still a rival because she done poisoned this man. She still sees himself. He still sees himself as a rival to the dad instead of wanting to emulate him. He's jealous of the dad because the dad that moved on and created another kid because he can, and he created another kid that looked just like him and the kid's still jealous. It's despicable behavior that we've allowed in our society. But then when I talk about this in general, I'm bitter and hurt. They don't want you to hear this information. They're ruining society by not being held accountable and not allowed to think with their emotions. They ruin these men out here.
we don't play games. <laughs> and then they complain about said men later on in their adulthood. When these pee sitting down ass men out here try to challenge me with monkey simp suits on. With their tampon ring being exposed and they call it a drawstring. Somebody said he had drawstrings on his pants, his suit pants. That wasn't a drawstring. That was a tampon string hanging from him. All right. That wasn't no damn drawstring suit. There was like, there's drawstrings on his suit. That's a tampon string. That's what it was. <laughs> All right. I'm coming back now. All right, anyway. And we allow these boys run around with tampon strings ain't between their legs, and then we wonder what's wrong with them, why it's our fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> all right, anyway, let me stop. All right. All right, DGC more all men pay from the max to the gumps to the simps to the piz amps and the free agents. None shall escape payment up front cheaper versus back in high payments. Blessings to CGA. All, I got money. all men pay. Stop with this. Don't you don't pay. All right. I, I, I cringe at the development of men mentally. When you fools walk around here, say you don't transact anything. You guys are dumbasses. Let's get on these men. You're a dumbass running around here. Say you don't pay. You heard it from me first. I challenge women and I challenge you too. You're a dumbass. People, you pay with your jobs. You pay with your reputation. You pay, you pay with not having a legacy. You pay running around dealing with straggle daggles and low-hanging fruit. You pay with time. You pay, you pay with energy and money. You pay with child support payments. You pay with drinks, drawstring panties, all of this that you have on here. Your monkey simp suit, your clothes, your cars, your cologne, your watches, your bling bling, your jewelry. You pay with all of that. Stop it. All right. Shout out to, I can't pronounce this name. He says, take, he says, take them on vacation. They complain the entire time. Then two months later, she says, you never take me on vacation. It's sad. You never take me to the football game. You go to the football game. She's not paying attention. She arguing with you. You tell her to go get snacks so you can watch the game since she ain't paying attention, but she got her cute little jersey on and her cute little hat matching the team. And she got her boots to match her socks and match the team uniform. And she ain't even paying attention. You'd be like, since you ain't paying attention, go get some nachos and hot dogs. She's like, I'm not, I'm not your servant. <laughs> you go get it. Let's go together. I'm watching the game. There's nobody in line. It's the second quarter. Go before the 10-minute mark at halftime. You ain't paying attention anyway. Go get the damn snacks. She should hop right to it. Mm. By the way, the women in my junior college rotation, they that's what they do. She'd be like, Daddy, do you need snacks? I'd be like, get him, Daddy. Yeah, you need some snacks? You need some peanuts? She'd take her ass to go get them and bring them right back to Daddy. Get him, Daddy. <laughs> well, don't we go together? I don't want to go together. I'm watching the game. Get him, Daddy. <laughs> Sorry, Lita Bass, to avoid divorce, Kevin should just pray for her. Wait, pray her off or pray for her off? I'm not sure what that says. Age of the Machines, wow. We'll get these super chats, man. By the way, if you think I'm lying about this, go to CoachGregAdamsLocals.com. I show everybody there. Shout out to Agent Machines here. And I'm not trying to impress you either. All right. He says, these women think marriage gives them the right to hijack a man's dream. Let a man do that. 
to a woman and watch them re. He says that Filipino nurse is hot. Yeah, Han Solo says, told young men not to get married. He said, but that's what I want. I told him, then do it and get a prenup. He asked what that was. By the way, he owns a house, man. You know what's crazy? Women will encourage and, and pretty much teach women what to not do in your marriage. A woman's getting married. Don't let the husband do this. Don't let the husband do that. Make sure you protect yourself in this. Make sure you have a baby. Make sure you, he has life insurance. Make sure, like women can coach other women. When men coach men, listen, when you have a baby, make sure you have this. Protect yourself. Get a prenup before you get married. Oh, this is reprehensible. This is wild. You're bitter and hurt. Why are you telling these men that? This is a crazy society. If men coach men, they'd be like, don't do it. They'll keep you away from your daddy. Remember, the divorce is planned before the wedding. If a woman's being coached, don't let your husband do this. If he does this, hire a private investigator. Don't sign a prenup. If he asks you, if he says you sign a prenup, wait until the first month before the wedding. Then you can wriggle out of it. Dude, they, they collaborate and plan a divorce before you even walk her monkey ass down the aisle. But if I coach men, I'm, I'm who hurt you? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is not romantic. This, you're taking the romance and fun out of it. Like that one stripper that was on the show was talking about. I, I hate to believe people are so guarded in relationships. This woman been married 20 plus years. And on the 21st year, she's stripping online. You didn't even give the dude an opportunity to be like, well, I don't know if I want my wife out here. Well, I'm doing it. Forget about it. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Castigator says, how dare you not share him? <laughs> Wait, how dare him not share him meat? You should share your money. Why are you so guarded? All right, the Jimmy D ZTT, this is literally the plot of a 60s comedy, Green Acres. Wow, poor George Strait. I got to check out Green Acres. I know about it. Jonathan Smith, give me the shuffle, coach. The mother of my boys finally finished school. I've been shuffling for three years. I'm just going to get uh, take my L early, free agent for life. So you're out here shuffling. I got a lot of super chats, so I'm going to catch up. Big dough, butter. Fellas, y'all better stop playing with these females. They are really Scarlet Witch and Gila, or Hella. I'm not sure who that is. Hashtag pay attention. And I'm not denying that this is, I'm not making fun of women. I'm not complaining about them. I'm not trying to change them. The reality is they do Scarlet with you. It's coming. It is coming, bro. The woman you're with today, who's loving all up on you and telling you to pay for that engagement ring, she's going to bait and switch you and Scarlet with you. And you're going to be like, honey. <laughs> uh, knees duts. Coach Randy Orton in the WWE just got sued by his old tattoo artist for him being displayed in video games. Wait a minute. She won not much money, but the point is they're getting desperate. The winner, Barbarian, is here. Hold on for a second. His old tattoo artist sued him for what? Displaying the tattoo on the video game? Dude, remember what I told you. When there's an absence of marriage, they'll find other ways to finesse your ass or to get the money from you. Women will always survive. They're going to always out-survive men. She got $3,000 for the tattoo that they put. 
How did she have, did she draw the tattoo? She must have copyrighted the tattoo. This is unbelievable. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I got to get over to these other forms. I always tell you, women are great at surviving. They're going to find a way to survive. We're never going to out-survive them. They'll be the last ones here. They'll turn out the lights on this damn thing. We'll be dead. Henry Resilient says, I'm in the process of losing half. Don't get married, friend. They'll find a way to survive. They'll go out-survive us because they're survivalists. Just think about it. I always tell people, ever since the days of the saber-toothed tiger, they figured out how to not get their ass gnawed on. They was like, I'm running here. The men keep outrunning us. We keep getting death by saber-toothed tiger. Saber-toothed tiger gnawing on their ass. How did they figure out how to survive? They find the man with the cave that is at the highest point of the hill where the saber-toothed tiger can't come. Or they find a guy that can shoot a bow and arrow. They find a guy that can create fire and scare off the saber-toothed tiger. They find a guy. And what did they have to do? What did they have to invest? I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. They're like, hey, I don't have to run no more. <laughs> I don't have to hunt no more. I don't have to set traps. All I have to do is find this dude right here and promise him a little bit of something. Let me wrap him in my warm embrace. And now I stay alive. Oh, man, where we at? Shout out to Mr. McMillie. He says, what song did you have on MySpace? Jesus. I actually managed this girl's page on MySpace. You know, I go way back. And I put Easy Lover as her, <laughs> I put Easy Lover as her, um, as her um, page music. I can't remember what I had on my page music, but I managed her page because, you know, I was techno technologically savvy back then. And uh, just to get more people to go up on her page, I put the song Easy Lover. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, what song did I have on my space? Wow. I probably had some R&B shit. I probably had some R&B. He said I had Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. I had um Everything She Wants by Wham. Everything She Wants by Wham. All right, shout out to you. That's a funny question, man. Shout out to Jabari Richardson. Coach, my main man, pause. You're the best pause. Be giving you that best edutainment here on the YouTube space. You also with the king of content and the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the speaker of truth. Coach Alini, Coach Adamas himself. You know what I mean. All right, mister, uh, we're going to call you Linton Lily, I suppose. He says free game fee. Thank you, brothers, man. We giving you that game, that survivalist game out here. Our goal is to survive the storm. The winter is here. The barbarian is at the gate. Oh, we got, um, did I get Dior? He says, happy Friday. Yes, I did. He's, he, you must have changed your name. No government name. Happy belated birthday, coach. I believe you're a podcaster. He says, last night I was at a bar with my boy. There was a blonde flat back next to me looking at me nonstop. I thought about risking it all, but I chose peace instead. Yeah, man, watch out for blondies. Watch out for blondies. Blondies know the game. They're the greatest at manipulation. The reason why they're the greatest at manipulation is because it normally is a win for them. Uh, black women can manipulate pretty well. My computer might crash because I'm trying to pull up a video. Um, but they don't, their execution is flawed, right? They shortchange it. They don't really invest long enough. So let me just show you an example of what I'm talking about. This is how you looked the other day at the bar right here. This is how you looked right here, okay? 
a blonde jump in your lap and you ready to mix it all. <laughs> you ready to risk it all right here. They jump right in your lap and they know what they doing. This old broad blonde jumped in my lap, smelling my cologne. She all smelling my neck. Look at my face. I'm like, uh, the apex predator has arrived. <laughs> Who jumping in my lap? This old ass hag thinking she's 22 jumped in my lap. I was like at Mastro's. I was like, yo. <laughs> she was like, you're the most handsome man I've ever seen. Ginger from Casino. Get this old ass cougar off my damn lap. Anybody left a cougar? <laughs> I'm like, who cougar is this? She's like, you smell so good. What is that, Versace? I was like, yo, get this broad up out of here. Now, most of y'all would have risked it all, but I got better looking chicks than that. So I'm like, okay. I'll be at the junior college. So I'm like, I don't need this old broad, her bony ass butt sticking me right now. I'm like, man, her bony butt sticking me all up on my damn hip. <laughs> I couldn't push her off. I was like, just enjoy the ride, baby. Shout out to Zero Fallout. He says to piggyback on what the guy said, number one, he says, first countries, first world countries never stop being imperialistic. Yes. He says they will use assassination and puppets to get the resources. Yeah. If you deep dive, you'll find that out. First world nations stay first world by playing whack-a-mole. Red pills is more than just women. It is. I've been saying that for a long time. And some people try to use that against us. They're saying they're speaking the truth. Um. We've been deep diving and educating ourselves and re-educating ourselves from the miseducation that we've been given. And when you deep dive into a lot of things that normies don't deep dive in, they will call it conspiracy and you don't know what you're talking about. When you understand how this world is working, to keep you safe, I don't want to go too deep. To keep you safe, they're doing things that you would find reprehensible and despicable. Sometimes they kick dirt on it and they get you to look the other way. There's examples of this. I, it doesn't matter what political party you, you, you follow. They're doing these things and they provide you safety and security. And many times you'll hear about it and you'll be like, mm, I don't care. But many brown people die. Many people be kept in poverty. Many countries get puppet leaders. We're talking about too much here. New, 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 new world order. Sometimes they get rid of It's too much. And yo, dumbass. Just go along living, going to the grocery store, thinking everybody's great. Oh, this is fantastic. And there's human, there's no human rights violations being violated. There's no racism. You know what I mean? That's, there's despicable things being done. But this is too much. I don't want to go too deep. New, 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 new world order. And you know what's funny? You'll hear about these stories and you'll just, eh. <laughs> as long as it's not happening in your backyard, you don't care. But there's some things going on in the world that people are, there's, I can't say that word. There's things that are going on in this world that people are, oh, it's ugly. And you're worried about getting married over here. Shout out to Flash. She says she wanted the rap. Oh, yeah. She definitely do. I missed an opportunity, didn't I? All right, let's go back to the deaf, dumb, and blind. Let's go back to the dumbed down version of CGA. She's sitting over here like, wrap you in. My warm embrace, 
And I make it last forever, yes, babe. Grandma. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. All right. Thank you, man. I did miss out on the opportunity there. We're almost done. Are we at the three? Oh, man. Shit, I don't want to shortchange it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Did I get Mr. Norris? I do got to kind of have one more story if you want to stick around. J. Cool, we are in the house. I got you, brother, man. I got you. J. Cool is back in the building. We got like five more, and I do have one more story to share with you, brothers. All right. I think I do. Oh, yes. Happy Friday, Coach, from the Chairman Mo. He says, I just wanted to add a point when it comes to the IMF digital currency plus the social credit scam. The coach is 100% correct. The fastest way to understand what this is about is to learn about the Chinese app WeChat and how it works. I hope. That was, uh, this will be helpful. I got to check that out. Always have a fun weekend, coach. And of course, I don't say these things to scare you. I just say these things to kind of be prepared. Because uh, you can't stop it, by the way. You can only hope to contain it. Sizzo says, I'm in Giselle. Not happy. I'm not happy. Antics was the care. Oh, anti oh the, uh, the Giselle's I'm not happy. Antic was the Karen wake up call. Coach, uh, my B, LOL. I don't know what that means. I, I'm messing you up. I'm messing you up. Have a good weekend. Shout out to you. Hey, check this out. When celebrities do these things, women take note, and then they're going to start putting them out on their men. So Tom Brady's getting dragged. Kevin Costner's getting dragged. Um, Sylvester Stallone's getting dragged on the same thing. And then women go, that's my, that's so me too. A.D. Austin, this bowling ball, uh, let's be honest, of my, 44-year-old ex-neighbor was walking all across my property two times in three days trying to make contact with me, left a note on my car to call or text her. I posted a trespass notice on my mailbox with stills of her on my property threatening legal action. Wow. Mm. The older and less desirable they are, the crazier they become. Yep. I don't deal with, like, if I get cold approached or I bump into a woman, a new neighbor in my neighborhood, and she's over 36, I don't mess with her. I'll be like, and she's looking Oh, wow. You got a nice garage and a nice house and looks like you got looks like you're stable. Nope. Young women only shout out to Jorge Zapata. And not that young women are better, but I don't deal with leftover straggles and all that baggage. Pack light morning coffee from CGA. He says they are never happy and it's always Jermaine's fault. He said, get used to it, gents. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, do it at your own peril. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. And then we got a couple more and then one more story. The actual King Smith. I'm behind on the live stream by an hour. It's reported that Kevin Costner didn't want kids before marrying his current wife. And the wife did. And they broke up because of it and reconnected. When he relented, give him the buzzer. Guys, there's another trap set. He didn't want, he probably didn't want to get married. He was like, I don't want to get married. I don't want no more kids at 52. And he was like, all right, I'll give you one kid. How about another? How about another? Look at his ass now. Trick, look at you now. And I'm out real fast. Get the paper out your ass, baby. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> By the way, if you ever break up with a woman, never get back with her, okay? Y'all got to be cold out here in these streets. Y'all got to be cold. If you ever break up with a woman, that was a sign from God. In these streets. Because God does provide preside over relationships, but not marriage. All right. 
Man, it's getting cold in these streets. This is our last story. Hit the like button on the way out. We do three hours in the morning. I might come back this evening since I had problems with my internet last night. I might, depending on what the junior college is doing. Woman arrested after not scanning all items at a Michigan Walmart self-checkout. I'm in a bind, Nate. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Wow. Let's find out what this strong and independent woman is doing. She's got the eyelashes. She ain't that bad for a 52-year-old woman. She ain't that bad looking. This is Alpena County, Michigan. A Michigan woman accused of stealing from Walmart by not scanning all items at the self-checkout is facing charges. I'm in a bind, Nate. Yeah. Police say Teddy Joe Marie Fleam Teddy Joe. She looked like she from a tra- Teddy Joe. She looked like a Teddy Joe. You know, Michigan is full of trailer parks. Um, age 34. Oh, this woman's 34 years old, bro. Get in the. This is why I don't mess with older women, bro. That woman's 34. She looked 47, at least. <laughs> 34. Yo, man, get your Kaylee's young, man. Kaylee's turn to Karen's. That's a 34-year-old woman right there. That's unbelievable. She was caught uh, skipping items as she ran, rang up her purchase. Oh, self-checkout style. She was skipping items as she rang up her purchases at a store in Alpena County in July. When confronted by a loss prevention worker, she allegedly became agitated, denied it, and left. So she got the hell up out of there. That employee reviewed surveillance footage and then found that Fleam had stolen more than $1,000 worth of merchandise since April by not scanning it. So this woman, this is her scheme. This is her scheme. This is what happens. So she's been doing this a lot. Wow. Fleam was arrested at her Alpena home on September 29th and charged with first degree retail fraud, loss prevention, have been cracking down on self-checkout thefts from the same Walmart store. Michigan State Police have reported two recent cases where people were arrested after allegedly swapping barcodes at the self-checkout. Boy, wait how a minute. Yeah, how dare you? Your rent's due, motherfucker. People, how about, I'm sure that they're the ladies. By the way, uh, one of the things you have to understand is, um, um, in my mind, those self-checkout counters are traps. It's kind of like the PP loan for impoverished people. So what that is, is an opportunity for you to do something dirty and put you in the penal system. (laughs) Okay, pause. Most good neighborhoods don't have (laughs) self-checkouts. Most good. Now, they, they do. It's kind of like saying that they don't have gun stores. All right, they have a few of them. They don't have a lot of them. In the hood, they got a whole bunch of them. They got the surplus store, the liquor store selling guns. So they trap you into this situation and get you in the criminal justice system because they know you're going to be desperate. They know you're going to do stupid shit like that and think that I'm not going to get caught. So impoverished neighborhoods, trailer parks, inner cities are more apt to have these self-checkouts because mass-wise, there's going to be a lot more people there. But they know you're going to do some dumb shit. And it looks like they went back far enough to find her on surveillance. And then rack up $1,000 of loss prevention charges against you. This is crazy. They're always watching you for your safety. 
Sad scenario, but of course she got caught up in it, and the winter is cold. More and more you're going to hear stories of this, especially from the moral high ground people in society, which, you know, women are. I can't believe people are doing this, and then they get caught doing it. So sad, sad story that she has to do this. And again, I'm not against, I understand people are going through tough times, but these tough times are what people created, right? You, you created these tough times. I want people to really look within themselves, go look in the mirror and said, you created these tough times. You voted certain people in. You allowed them to um, you allowed them to uh, sway you with opinions about how they're going to treat you racial justice wise in order to get to the office and then ruin your life in a variety of ways, which was an okie doke that you fell for. You were responsible for these situations of poverty. You got yourself in poverty. Not only did you did, your family did. You did it. Yeah, you did it, guys. It ain't, don't blame nobody else. And that's you. Yep. Hey, I told you to do Biden. Now we done lost a damn vote. We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. God damn. I'm worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. He vote, he vote independent. When you vote that way, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. You did it. All right. And this is what's going to happen now. Now you're trying to steal chicken. All right. It's kind of like, you know, those self those self checkouts is like when they had chicken and they put the ninja in the chicken coop and they let you steal the chicken. And they was like, look at this ninja steal a chicken. That's you. And that's you. <laughs> All right. Look, man, I came up show on the time, but I think that's our show for the week. I might bounce back this evening since I missed yesterday evening and my birthday evening, but I'm going to blame the junior college first freshman. Dude, it's been freshman orientation. It's been that type of junior college. I can't say the age because y'all people would be calling me metaphiles, but it definitely was freshman. It definitely was freshman season the last two days. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Well, thank you. I thought I go all out on my They got me. Um, it's been going around on TikTok. All right, shout out to the TikTokers out there. Did they get my string? They punched me out. Oh. <laughs> Did they punch me out? They got me, man. Anyway, I'm going to finish it as we get out and close it. It looks like they got me again. <laughs> New, 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 new world order. All right, where are we at here? We got everybody on the cash app. We got everybody on the PayPal. We got everybody on the super chat. Lawar Moore says that's why Gloria Gaynor created. I will survive. Yeah, man. Shout out to y'all. Have a great weekend. Hey, we'll be on CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. We'll be there on Sunday morning. We'll be back Sunday evening. We'll be Money Mindset. We'll be back in the building. Yeah. 
Hey, man. Hit the like button on the way out. Thank you for a great week. We froze for a while. Coach Gang out. Let's give you something to go out on. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling.